What's going on, my people? This is Wale from the Pregame Podcast. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We love y'all, and until next time, peace. Hi, yo. This is episode 262, one, two, 262 of the pregame podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ole, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, uh, Mr. Tom Jacuti, a.k.a. DJ Incredible, and he's wearing, we got to give him another nickname, because he's not just Red Velvet, but he's also, we got to call him Lumberjack Coop or some shit like that, because this nigga be coming in with the Hacksaw Jim Duggan Flannels. Man. I don't know what we got. I'm gonna come up with another shit for you. Call me the brown version of fucking man. Who the hell is Bronny man? That's oh, Bronny. Yeah, Bronny. The Bronny. quilted quicker rubber head ass. And then we also, to my right, we have my sister, the queen, Brianna, aka Brista Soldier, aka Bradesia, aka Bribby with the shoulders, aka Bree Speaks. How you doing, man? How y'all doing? Y'all all right? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's your phrase, huh? You're just going to... Yeah, Mr. I love Mr. that phrase. Every time I say <clears> anything... <throat> not let his family sue you. Man, you say that shit. I'm not putting it on a shirt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I need to buy you a shirt. That's what I'm going to get you for your birthday, nigga. Mr. Rogers shirt. On the back, it's going to say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day with the day. No, nigga, in June? I mean, shit, she can wear a fall. Huh? She can wear a fall. I'll get her a sweater for Christmas, but I'll get her a t-shirt for her birthday. And we have a guest, a special guest, a returning guest who's only going to be here for the next 22 minutes because she has to go do domesticated things. (laughs) My (laughs) other sister. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be. Um, Queen Staria is here. How are you doing? Queen Staria, wow. I mean, Am I in trouble? No, nigga. <laughs> yeah, take your ass to the principal's office. God damn it. I'm sick of your stuff. How you doing, no star? Large and in charge, friend. Emphasis on the word large. <laughs> Emphasis on the word large. So why don't you tell them why that joke is hilarious to the common folk? Because a bitch is on here fat. You're not fat. You're <laughs> with child. I'm with child. <laughs> You're not fat. You're with child. Well, listen, don't talk about my cousin like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a baby, guys. That's what yeah. you want me to say. Yeah. So, yes. So, Star is with child, and the baby's coming in like a month, and I'm so excited. Your I'm first so one. Excited. How are you feeling? And don't give me that psychologist, therapist shit. Tell me the real deal. Like. I'll about say yeah. Um, no, I'm saying like don't I know, I know. yeah, don't don't lie like you're at your therapist's office like I'm doing okay, you know. First of all, I don't be lying. It feels like my vagina's gonna fall out all the time. So wow. you wanna know. I'm making a mixtape. But that's just a drop. Fall quick. out like when you say fall out. She's just in like, position. She's she's in position for birth already. So got it. It's Heavy. It's heavy. It feels heavy like, as the head that like my the... clitoris is gonna fall to the floor. So. Mm. And you're doing a natural birth? 
Fuck no, give me all the drugs. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, nigga, not, not that. No, so nigga. give me all the drugs. Are you going to push her out or are you going to go with the cesarean? No, I don't, whatever they got to do to get her the fuck up out of here. <laughs> are you going to do it again? Are you going to make another one? Today? No, nigga. <laughs> God damn. It's unclear. I don't know how I feel yet because I haven't finished this process. <laughs> so when you finish, you, you, how long How long do you think it's going to take for you to make the decision as to whether or not you want to ride this train again? Depends on how ride ride this my vagina again. is after she comes. In. Like, if my vagina looks like a horror movie, I'm going to wait a long time. But if it's like, ah, you know, a little fender bender, the answer is yes. We might could. Yeah, she would. She wants to. With the proper English and all, we might could have we another could. one. We might could is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't know. Like Will made it. I mean, in, 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 in theory, before, before we actually got pregnant, it was the thought like, oh, we'll have t- two because I'm an only child and two makes things seem nice because they're not going to have aunts or uncles or cousins on my side because I don't have siblings, so... I was like, and that's so that makes sense. We'll have two, but now that I'm like this far along, I'm like, eh, I don't know. So I'm clear. You're gonna remember this very fondly. I, I'm oh for sure. Yeah, I mean, also we already got a dog, so it's kind of like we got two. Kids. <laughs> that, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not, not the same. It's y'all niggas got it. It's not the same. You and <laughs> you and my, my man's y'all won't, like stop acting like that. You niggas ain't leaving to Beaver. Like pets are pets. You paid money for them. You didn't pay money to make that mug. You don't know how much I spent on this mug. Well, you you got to pay to take care of your body to give birth to them, but you didn't have to pay cash to get knocked up. You paid money, good money, American dollars, USD for macaroni and cheese. Huh? I argue they pay more though for a kid. Oh, I mean, obviously. I mean, first. Also, if you know anything about my guy, he's expensive as fuck. So I I definitely paid to get knocked up. (laughs) I guess if you put it that way. He be eating. And he be eating good. And that's not a vagina joke. Nobody even went there until you said it. No one even thought that until you said it. My bad. No one even. Stuff because she realized how it could be. Yeah. Just wanted to be clear that, like, yeah, we genuinely be eating good. Yeah. DF, that, yeah, we knew that she meant actual food. Yeah. Because you guys know that I, we be out here. Steak, scrimps, Mm -hmm. scampies, pasta, Alfredo sauces, all of that shit. Mm -hmm. Lobster. This is the longest I've been without lobster. Really? You got an issue. It is. It's like, if I knew that lobster was like something you couldn't have during pregnancy, I might have reconsidered. No lie to you. Wow, that's so. What was your go-to craving? I don't have coffee. Oh, every day. I don't have coffee. I don't really really have craving because I don't drink coffee. But like every day, I'm like, coffee. Coffee sounds good, and but I I still don't get it Mm. because I don't know how I take my coffee because I don't fucking drink coffee. So this nigga irrational. So it's like kind of like nigga got a craving for something she never. It's dumb. It's like, mm, you know, it sounds good. Coffee, and then it's like, um... Okay. Do y'all even have it in the house? We have a coffee made yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying actual coffee to make. You can no, have no, a coffee. Yeah, we do. He drinks coffee. I just don't. I'm more like he's a tea not, person. And he's not weird like her? No, he's not from here. Yeah, they it's drink from, coffee. yeah, drink coffee. Take 
I think into the like anybody that's West African drinks coffee. Not me, nigga. I don't fuck with that shit. I'm talking about like. Oh yeah. Can I have one cafe, please? Coffee, please. Two cream sugar. I don't want it too sweet. Yeah, too sweet. He's bougie as fuck, and and that's the only thing that I can say. He got. He must drink good coffee. I believe he drinks good coffee. Hell yeah! He got that nice cafe that George Clooney. Listen, put the machine in. With a drink. I don't know. There are times in the morning, and I'm like, "Oh, you, I'm such a good housewife. Do you want me to make you some coffee?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's so sweet." That's not his voice. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened right there. But anyway, he'll be like, "Yeah, make make me a coffee, woman." Um, so I'll I'll do what I think coffee should be, and he's like, "That is trash. Please stop." Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't drink coffee. So Precisely, coffee. but I'm trying to be nice, and he's like trying to be. You gotta ask him, you gotta ask him how he takes it. He he tells me, and I'm like, I did that. She doesn't know how to make it because she doesn't make coffee. coffee I, yeah. I did that. I did. You said. Yeah. yeah. You said a splash of milk. Boom! Splash of milk. Yes, yeah, splash of his splash. So that's different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's too sweet. You didn't put enough. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, ultimately, I'll do it, and then he'll be like, mm, thanks. Dump it out and proceed to make his all. As he should, like mm-hmm. the king that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no knock on you. No knock on you. But you, you know, if your your significant other doesn't know how to make a food, a beverage, or a meal that you like, just make it yourself if you know how to do that. All right. I'd be trying though. The efforts there. Gold <laughs> star for star. Like Starbucks baristas. Yo, facts. Word. <laughs> yeah. All right. Check in. Noses. Fuck. Yeah, man. Oh, was I supposed to do that? You no, nah, nah, that was yeah. that was kind of your check-in. Yeah. Um, well, let me say this. Um, just want you to have a smooth and uh, smooth delivery because pregnancy you, is most definitely. Uh, it's appreciate. A, appreciate that. A lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah, you've been there. Yeah, it's it, the delivery room. It's it's fucking hilarious. Ish. Hilarious. Stop that saying ish. Ish because you you think it's the opposite. That's what ish means. Yeah, it's ish is the opposite because I'm 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 being really honest. That shit's scary as fuck. Because uh-huh. like, why did I, you start that way? <laughs> well, no, I ain't gonna hold you because it's just like the my experience with my son. It was like delivery room, and it was like so much seeing her in pain, and it was like, oh, you want to do it naturally? I don't think it's the best route, but who am I to say anything? I'm naturally, like no, she didn't want no drugs. She didn't want no is drugs. Is she okay? Mm-hmm. So she, she made nah, it. She, 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 Did she, she end up getting the drug? Yeah, she ended up getting she, the drug. She's smart, you see? So, <laughs> so she ended up getting the drug. She ended up getting the epidural. Um, but it was scary because, like, when she got the epidural, when she laid on the left side, she was in pain. When she laid on the right side, the baby's heart rate dropped. So it was like, I mean, like, I, Fuck all you, of have that. you have to turn. You have they, to turn. The medicine has to be yeah. on your body. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm just in the room. Like, <laughs> I, yo, you doing all right? Oh, fuck you, nigga. Oh, shit, my bad. I'm sorry. Don't sit here. Here so I don't get fine. Yeah, and I mean, like, I didn't say shit. I was trying to be supportive. but You're like, the reason the why I'm here. Yeah, so I was just like, <laughs> oh, shit. Don't I say mean, that to Nelson. All women say that. But, it's your fault. No. I'm it's your fault. I'm naked. So technically, that's about it. Takes, it, takes <laughs> no, it takes two to tango. tango. It takes two. Um, so that's usually what I like. And most of these niggas don't know the steps to the tango. And no, that's, that's why. Nigga, me neither. Especially <laughs> the actual tango. Not no, tango. it don't take too many steps to get your shoes stepped on. I guess. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So that's why anybody that's pregnant, I'm very like, okay, you're good on that stuff, or like simple shit, and just like you know, I just wanna 
healthy, smooth transition for you delivering. Because being in that room, bro, as a man, it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I felt helpless. So it's like, yeah, you should, it's all I her. Can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do nothing except just like, you know, coach and be supportive as best as possible. So, you know, I wish that on you and, um, you know, you're healthy and the baby's healthy. Thanks. The family's healthy. I appreciate that. And of course. Now you're weak, nigga. Um, How was your week? My week, honestly, was just long. No funny. Um, It just felt... <laughs> Not no funny. <laughs> no funny. It really felt fucking long. Like... What happened? I don't know. It just felt... Every day was just mad long. Work was work, per usual. Went to the gym. Um, Linked up with my young bull tone. Thank you for the, the, the two sessions that you, you was able to put on a nigga and like, make me like focus in. Pause, 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 but then I got looked into the window. Yeah, that's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? No, I'm supposed to do that. But, um, but overall, yeah, it was a smooth week. It just, it just felt long. Like it was just, it felt. It took forever to get to Friday. That's what I'm but I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're recording, and um, I'm looking forward towards the weekend. The brighter note of the week, one of our my closest friends, well, one of our closest friends, uh, from the pod as well, Miss Michelle. She her birthday was this past Tuesday. Happy birthday, so, girl! Happy birthday to her. What's she doing this weekend? We shake. So we, actually, we painted the town did, green. She extended the invite. She's actually doing a birthday celebration at Nara on the first floor tonight. No, tomorrow night. Excuse me. Fuck. Yeah, that's what I said. On the first floor. No, yeah, she couldn't get the second floor. But God damn it, she has more than like twenty five people coming. So there was more. Like, yeah, she got a lot of close people with her and family. Mad Africans, friends, pretty much. So if y'all are available for tomorrow evening's festivities or tomorrow night, excuse me. Where's the pregame happening? Uh, no pregame. So she's actually going out to dinner. The girls are the guests. Yeah, of course, of course. Are taking out of to course. dinner. Her and her cousin, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll see what um, I can do. So I'm going to be there. We, we going to be there. <laughs> so we going to be there. We going to be there. <laughs> you got a standing dinner every Saturday, nigga. You ain't so, going nowhere. No, it's on Sunday. That day, then. <laughs> so, I would be... I do have k plans. Yeah, so. pushing P. <laughs> Yo, oh, nigga. Oh, my God. Well, other than that, that's it. That's my week. That's my check-in. Word. Breathe. Breathe. Um, Push the soldier. So, got, got to get you some drops. Got to get everyone to drop. Red velvet. Brista soldier. Brimmy. Like we got to get like five different drops all of us. But continue. I'm sorry. All right. Um, it was a decent week. Had some slight car issues with the hybrid. <gasps> Already? Wow, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Carvana, yo, what's going on? Carmax, no, nigga. No, Carmax. The... Fuck, you know what I mean? Shit. I mean, I can get it from my cousin. I know a guy. I can borrow it. I know a guy. What you trying to do on Monday, Just nigga? Saying. It, it's like. He said Monday because he got plans this weekend. <laughs> what is that? I was wondering. I was like, why the fuck he said Monday? Like, yeah. So now it's the weekend again. Is Comex open on Saturday? I can't, I can't see a judge. I can't weekend. stay in jail over, over the weekend. Hell no. Do it on Monday. Hell no. 
But Monday, during the business hours, I run up in there. Nigga, who's the nigga who served you? Um, it was my front blinkers were working. And as I was driving, excuse me, I could feel a rumbling that said, and I couldn't tell if it was coming from the engine or the driver's side wheel. And I'm like, something may right. Maybe the engine, whatever. Well, turns out two of my wheels are bent. Oh, shit. It was sold to you like that? Yes. Oh, niggas, shit. Niggas tried to get you with a 2014 lemon. Mm. So, I'm getting the gun is what you're telling me. Where's the strap? I mean, I got a bat. But I don't got a gun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bat. I, I got a bat. You know I mean? so I'll borrow the, the blicky. I'll be out some New York shit and just smash windows. And just what happened? <laughs> what, what happened after you figured it out? You took it to your I pops? Know. I got to go check my mailbox. Mm. Somebody's saying I got something. And I'm like, I'm going to check and see what that is. He was like, look like a check. You better got a check. I don't know. But I'm going to need y'all to get Who said I'll that? Be damned These they, niggas? No, I'll be damned they gave her a check for her to fix it. No, no. Well. It's a well. So, <laughs> it's a time out here. When I first bought the hybrid, mm-hmm. they tried to tell me that I was going to get one key and I need to go to the Toyota dealership and order it and have them send them the invoice. And I said, you got me fucked up. The most professional say, way to say you got me fucking uh, just a second because I recall that there were two keys in the picture when I decided to buy this car. So I bought the car under the premise that I would have two keys. It's not my responsibility to go get something that should have been included in the package. Facts. Oh no, we'll go get it. You see two in the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go get it. Blah, blah. Why? Driving, I'm like, these blinkers are blinking real fast. Shit's weird. So I'm like, all right, you know, you know who the father and uncle Oh, yeah, of course, you got to tap I'm like, no, I'm not tapping nobody. Oh, no. Go, I pop my, I pop my car so that I can see all lights around it. Don't matter. Back ones work, front ones, nothing. So now I'm like, okay, I have the inspection in the car that says that this car passed inspection. So you're telling me between the point of it passing inspection, which happened between the 26th and the 30th of March, and me getting it on March 30th, there is something... The blinkers went out? Mm. Both of them? If this is an electric problem, that's your ass. Mm. So I'm like, all right. I'm I'm just thinking this. I'm like, I'm bringing it back for that. They need to give my extra key and program it. Um... And the wheel shit. So they fix the blinkers, just switch the lamps, which I mean that they it passed inspection, but how? How do you how does a car pass inspection with two bent wheels and no front signals? There's no way it does. Exactly. Point blank. <clears throat> so I could invoke the Rhode Island level law right now. And say, invoke yeah, the shit. Know. Don't wait. I know you got a job where you got to, you know what I mean? But fuck that. You need a car that runs. I'm going to give them a chance to fix what they did. They'll fix it. Go. Now, I'm going to make sure that everything is in face. tip-top shape. And go face. at your dad just in case. <clears throat> go no. at your uncle just do you, in case. Do you not know she is her dad? Yeah, but like. Nah, it's different. Bro. If she got black up in the form of anybody. I mean, they'll do it, but still, it's it's always good to have black up. Oh no, no! See, what I'm going to do mm. is just make sure do? everything's in tip top shape, and then I don't come back by myself. Mm. 
that part. Does that make sense? That part. Because mm-hmm. if I got to come back, I don't come back by myself. I come back with somebody who might know better terms than I do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She's going to come back with a lawyer is what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. They're about to get served. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no bueno. Her uncle but, my backup. But, um... Or she's going to come with the blicky. <laughs> But other than that, I had a really good week. Um, Second week of the job, treating you good? Third week. Second, nigga. She just put up three fingers. I could count. <laughs> I, I thought this was okay. No, she is. O no, and a little K. Some people did this, too. As in three. Three weeks. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I'll be accounting and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is my job. You count much bigger numbers than three. Right. I definitely know three when I see it. She, she got you there, brother. She got you there. Man, fuck her. <laughs> so, that's all you're checking? Um, you look yeah. like you might have one more thing on your mind that you want to get off. No, I just feel like it was a good week. I am looking forward to next week. And what's next week? Next week. Oh, just next week. Okay. Yeah. No... My baby sprinkle is next week. Yes, yep, that is. Baby sprinkle. It is. Oh, oh, ha, ha, ha. I got it. I just did that reference. This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's a good week. Right. It's going to be another good week. Good weekend. You have plans this weekend? Either one of y'all? Besides Michelle's thing tomorrow. You got anything planned for Saturday? Not a damn thing, brother. Not necessarily playing, but I got options. Got it. Hey. All right. Um, good week for me, minus the fact that the young kids that I've been training for the last four and a half months are getting on my fucking nerves. Um, outside of that, work has been really, really good. There's a lot going on. Um, unfortunately, y'all know that I have a foster brother, and my mom... Is getting rid of that little guy because he's just filthy, just nasty, nasty little dude. Like we found out a couple weeks ago that he was intentionally taking his human feces and smearing it on the walls in my in his bedroom mm-hmm. and in my mom's bathroom, and like pooping in the tub, like just taking a shit in the tub, like sitting on the side of the tub and shitting into the tub instead of shitting into the toilet, peeing in bottles. And stacking them into a little, you know, the little blue clothes. Do, just doing nasty shit. And when his therapist asked him about it, he told her that he was doing it on purpose because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He wants to be reunited with his, you know, with his little sisters and his, um, and his mom. But his mom is somebody who is not ready to take care of not just him, but all three of her kids. Because she's, you know, a victim of substance abuse. So... My mom was like, nah, I'm good. I'm get I, I don't want him in my house anymore. And the next time y'all try to place a kid in my house, I need full disclosure as to what their issues are. Because that little nigga needs to be in back Bradley, like straight up. He shouldn't be in anyone's house shitting in his hand and smearing it on the baseboard or the floors and the wall. Like what what is wrong? Like what? Bro, he needs to be under twenty four seven observation. Like what the hell's going on? But that that was frustrating because I liked him. I still like the little kid, and I know it has not. I know it's like 
a psychological thing and he was sexually abused when he was you know around four or five by his pops so he's got issues you know what i mean it's not his fault at the end of the day though you still have to respect the house of somebody who takes you in and um yeah that shit's crazy has he been? <sighs> enough where there's nobody that wants to take mm. out of the pool of foster foster moms who are like around he's been around this is like his fifth one in the last two years. So it's not looking good for the little guy. Feel bad. His mentality is that if nobody wants him, they'll have no choice but to give it back to his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's he's he's a kid he doesn't know that he's gonna go back into like a big group home or they're gonna submit that nigga into bradley like or wherever the heck they put kids with like severe psychosis and all of this other stuff but he'll get it he's gonna learn the hard way because if you can't live in my mom's house where you can eat three meals a day and get snacks whenever you want and you know, get taken out to different places to meet other kids, my cousins, my younger cousins, and her, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you can't make it in that house, especially with the stability that my mom and my brother have now, then nigga. I think that anything other than his mom and his sisters right now and the stuff that he's getting now is foreign to the stuff that he's used to. So my default's back because it's not the stuff that he's used to. Yeah, for sure. I get that. I get all of that. However, what I don't like about the state, this way I specifically, is that there is no accountability when these kids act like this. And I don't like that they're not transparent up up front and be like, yo, he was removed from his last four placements because X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? I agree that they should be transparent because... That allows her to make an informed decision and decide how she For sure, because she can say, no, I don't want him in my house if you're going to be shitting all over the place. <laughs> he's nine years old. He's not three. Like, No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, the right person will have to choose to have him who can say, like, yo, look, I'm not trying to take you. You have that conversation when you know that that's a problem. Excuse me, I'm not trying to take you away from your mom. I'm not trying to do none of that. I just want to create a safe place for you right now while everything gets worked out. Mm-hmm. But you don't know to have that conversation unless you know the history of the kid. Yeah, and, and no, you, for sure. You, as a foster parent, have a right to that history. You can't find out two and a half months in. And then when you find out and you're working with the case manager and you're working with the social worker and you're working with the therapist to figure out the best approach to solve the issue... And it keeps happening. And then you find out it's being done intentionally. Nah. Like, if I was a foster parent, I wouldn't put up with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't because it came out of nowhere. Like, if you invite me into your house and I'm a, I'm a model roommate. And then out of, after two and a half months, you just find random feces all over the place. Bro, the am I going to stay in your house? Teenager, as a teenager, no. You, whoever, if it's your house, if it's your mama's house, if we get, I'm getting kicked the hell out because, like, I know better. Right, but that's not fair to your mom for them not to disclose that because that's not something that she was ready for. You know what I mean? She couldn't even be prepared for it if she chose him despite it because she didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And she kept and, him an extra four months after it started happening. And, like, 
any kid in foster care, in placement, in a new school, any person in any situation, honestly, you go through a honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase is where you show your best self. The honeymoon phase is where you... Model behavior. Have model behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want a person to think negatively of you. But when the real you starts to kick in... Of the shitty The you. things that you've learned... So when the when the version of you with all your traumas and everything else starts mm-hmm. to show, I think people don't take that. People take that when you're a kid in placement, you take that as a challenge because they don't even have the same thing. You're too comfortable here. You want to go home. You can't get comfortable here. So mm-hmm. what you do is everything you can do to leave in hopes that they'll just put you back with your parent. Your, your parent is telling you that they're getting everything together and they're telling you that um, they can't wait to have you back and in the meantime... Then it's all a lie. They're making no change. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like all a lie. you have nothing but dreams from this absentee parent mm-hmm. and you see nothing but highlight reels because they come once a month and they bring you out to get something to eat. And it's McDonald's but when you was with her you never had McDonald's money so... Mm-hmm. And McDonald's is a lot. Um, and you start to think that, I feel like they start to think that, in my experience, rather, because I've worked with a bunch of these kids, mm-hmm. they start to feel that, they start to recognize that their parent is not the superhero that they painted them as. And that is a rough fucking transition. He ain't going to figure this out no, for another five it's, years. It's, it's going to be a while for him. Yeah, he ain't going to find out until he's a teenager. But and how long is he out of the house? A while. He got taken when he was six. Oh, so he's he's got three years of this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But his his sisters they were all together because I think it was somebody who works for DCYF who's also a foster mom. She took his sisters, and she was the woman that was giving my mom updates on stuff, and she would take them and uh, unite him with the siblings, and they would go on scamp trampoline park and Chuck E. Cheese and all that shit. But she got rid of them before. My mom got him because he was doing the most. Like, he stabbed a little girl in his class yesterday with a pencil. Mm. Stabbed her in the hand. Made her bleed. Got into a fight. What's, wait, wait, wait. I, just just I did see, it. Breathe. Nope. You're not about to get on no, that no, BT no, no, no. stuff. I'm just going <laughs> to say to you, like, I have seen kids get bullied and have enough and do something about it. Nah, this ain't that. He is How the bully. Because you know? I know Jake. I'm, I know him. I know this little nigga. He a lie, and he's a compulsive liar. All right, all like, right, but he is not getting bullied. I I promise you, he's not getting bullied. I promise you, he's not he's not getting bullied. He is the bully. He tried to set two of my older cousins, two of my younger older older than him cousins up. Like last month, they were at the house in his room, and he kept, "Come on, fight me, wrestle me, da da da." He thinks he's a tough guy. And obviously, that's a trauma response because he probably got that from whoever, his dad, his little other cut, whatever. But that's what he does. And he went to my little cousin's house where my mom goes to play cards every Saturday. And y'all know, I take her every Saturday to go play cards. Mm -hmm. My aunt that's over there adopted a little boy. And this young man, my foster brother, went to the house. His best friend was there. The little boy who lives at the house, his best friend was there. My little cousin's best friend was there. And my foster brother said, if you don't hit him, I'm going to beat you up. I'm, if you don't hit him, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to punch you right in your face. 
Then does that sound like somebody who's getting bullied? Or does that sound like somebody who is the bully? He said that to my little cousin. If you don't hit your best friend, I'm going to punch you in your face. This was last month. And then every single week since that happened, he's gotten in trouble for fighting another kid out of the blue. Like, I get it. If somebody says something about your mom and you feel the need to, you know, like retaliate with violence, I understand that because that's your mom. You love your mom, blah, blah, blah. And people are calling your mom out of name. Cool. But the next four times it happens and I sit down and I talk to you and I say, what happened? And you just look at me like you're a fucking deer in headlights and you just bing, bing, give me the cartoon blink and there's no, no words coming out of your mouth. You're fucking guilty. So all of that innocent shit, regardless of what they did to you last month, that shit didn't, none of that has nothing to do with what you did today. You know what I'm saying? I think you're, you're describing a great level of maturity. What, for this kid? No, for you. But I think that one thing we have to... I, I, so, I'm not saying your mom is wrong for, for sending him back. She wasn't prepared for that. They did her dirty with that. I'm not mad at her for that. What I'm mad at is the system. Because how is he better than the system? I'm super mad at the system. Yeah. Build this type of thing. And I feel like with these types of situations, especially when you come from a traumatic situation where the person who cares for you is actually the person who hurt you, and then um, the other person who's supposed to care for you hurt you as well. Mm-hmm. You try, to figure out way, you try to figure out a way to survive. Yeah. So if you're if you're trying to figure out a way to survive, you figure out what works. But if you're going to take someone from the place where they currently are, you have to give that person what they need. And if you're not giving that person what they need, you create a problem for everyone. Facts. Our system is broken. They, all of that, that he, all of that shit is broken. In the system three years and thinks that this behavior is appropriate. I, there is a, plenty of ways because some of these social workers are trash. No, there's no way that he should, rather. There's no way that he should because it it's and it's bruh, I promise you. Listen, I get everything you're saying and it's one hundred percent on DCYF. It's on the system. DCYF, criminal justice system. But we have to be all of that. how we talk about even him, because we perpetuate that stigma that is placed on kids, black and brown kids who have I agree to an extent because this kid is not dumb. He's not I dumb. Said, I never said that he's dumb, but I'm telling you he's trying to survive in the best way he knows how. And that's That feels like a cop-out, Bree. I ain't going to hold you. How? It feels like a cop-out. How? He's got a roof over his head. He's got clothes. He's got a room. When you were nine, if you were nine and been through what he been through, would you be able to Excuse appreciate me. that? Excuse me. Yo. Can we get a final thought, a final thought on this? And then... Look at you trying to moderate. Final thought. I'll Go ahead, Bree. Maybe because you're speaking. Can you final thought, thought: You should be mad at the system and not mad at the kid. The kid is displaying. I'm disappointed that I'm disappointed at the kid. Fucking bang on you. We got topics to discuss. And yeah, we do. Our guest went over her time. Ain't no one. Knew, we knew she wasn't leaving at no nine thirty to finish. Hey, I'm leaving in fourteen minutes. <laughs> and then it's gonna be fourteen more. <laughs> Stop <why>. it. <laughs> Nah, I said it was a lot. Excuse me, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, we did. We ain't not yet. I still waddle in here. Go ahead, Bree. (laughs) Nigga, you were taking a whole dump for like 20 minutes. I sure was. So how you gonna say it? I sure was. I think I'm jumping big enough. I was already here. I'm sorry. Right, but your ass was in the bathroom. On the toilet. Jumping big and your ass was in the car. I only live down the road. I only live down the road. Finish your thought, Bree. 
I should be mad at the system, mad at the kid, yes. da 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 da. We have, yes. We have to be careful how we talk about them because that's a reflection of how we feel about them, which is a reflection about how we respond to them. Yes, kind of yes, kind of yes. I'm mad at this one individual child for messing up an opportunity. Regardless if you feel like he's too young to understand what it is, he's not. And this is one of this is what I hate. Like if he was five, maybe. He's about to be ten years old in like a month. Not to find you some scholarly articles on trauma and how they affect. Listen, you. listen, man. I'm not, I'm not giving him excuse. I'm not saying what he did was right. I need you to understand that. I'm not saying what he. Did you want me to have more empathy? I have all I'm the like, empathy. I'm not doing none of that. I'm saying that. This kid didn't get what he needs and not and is not where he's supposed to be. Yes. Because of that. So we have to be careful how we present that. What do you think in your expertise he should have or should have gotten up to this point, being in the system for three years? Adequate an adequate therapist who's trained in trauma and trauma response to be able Who looks to- like him? I mean, that would be a bonus, but you don't necessarily have All to- three of his workers are white. And they're all women. So that's all of the red flags right there. Case manager, social worker, therapist, all white women. All of them. And that ma- that matters. So we agree. No, I th- we do agree, but I'm still not letting shitty get all. Like, I'm, shitty is shitty. So you can get all that. <laughs> the system is trash, but shitty is still shitty, and shitty know better. I don't want to Trauma laugh. or not. Trauma or not, he know better. Just like the one that that I met a year or two after you was working with her. The one who's named after the queen, but she ain't really that B. Same shit. She's trying to survive, right? That's why she gets to lie and manipulate adults to their face all the time. But she's very, very aware of what she's doing. And she's very, very aware that the consequences can mean that she gets removed from where she's currently living and put in another house with a new group of girls that she doesn't know, that she doesn't like, and she's going to have to put up her defenses and then probably fight and get into fist fights and cut another get yeah, and walk around with a blade. All that shit all over again for the sixth time in a row. So you're saying you've encountered two youth who experience the same, who have the same response to the same <clears throat> Differences between both of these young people, actually, there's been multiple, but between these two young people in particular, because the one that the one that I just brought up is at least 19 or 20 now, she knew full well what she could get away with. Just like this little boy know full well what they get away with. Trauma or not, Bree, we got to stop doing that shit, dude. Like, we have to stop making excuses. If you have... I'm not making excuses. He's got more support. And more resources than... I'm telling you to watch the way you speak about this little brown kid. That's what I'm saying. He ain't brown. He half and half. You seen him. He like he like a Simpsons character, but that's beside the point. Bring it in. First topic. Uh, Gilly the Kid and uh, Wiz Khalifa. Go ahead. It's your topic. Kick it off. <laughs> so Wiz Khalifa has recently gotten into... Um, he has recently gotten into fitness and working out, not being a slim motherfucker. Um, so he's been going to the gym. He's been going to the gym and the clothes he wants to go in to the gym. In, and they happen to be like basically boxers, but I think they're really MMA shorts. Yeah. Um, and he's very skinny, so he don't fill them up. Like, and he don't got a cup on, so you can see his shit. His whole beefcake. So... <laughs> So, Gilly got on Instagram 
and created a video that mm-hmm. said, I love Wiz Khalifa, but I gotta unfollow him because you, you got the little ass shorts on, you need to put some pants on. So I'm gonna unfollow you until you either stop working out or put some pants on. And, and y'all let me know when he y'all does so he I does can so follow him again. So dumb. So Wiz Khalifa responded to it and was basically like, anybody who's bothered by my pants um, is like a, a bully in school who made fun of you for, for being able to read good or being able to speak good or told you you were stupid. He's like, um, I got no, what I do this negativity is like say, see ya, right? So Gilly the Kid, he said that. Gilly the Kid, kid um, his he responded to it and then his Instagram got taken down. Excuse me. And according to him, it was Wiz Khalifa who got his Instagram taken down. And um, he's a bitch for that. Like he was saying, he said he's a bitch for that. He was saying all this stuff before about, um, you know, we could be cool. I can get your Instagram back. I can get your Instagram back, bitch. I don't want it. Fuck you in that Instagram. I actually got money. Um, and the money ain't all in that Instagram. I'll get another Instagram. I already got 180K in less than 24 hours. Something to that effect. And Wiz Khalifa made a statement saying, I did not get that child's Instagram taken down. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said that, Gilly made another fucking 10 minute video responding to Wiz Khalifa. First one was in the car, the second one was while he was walking his dog. And. Um, kind of talked about how his management wanted to make it a funny thing and um, he didn't know that his management was quote unquote cop and deuces and he would never call him no child to his face because um, A, B, and T, he knows he didn't even call him a child on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. And yeah, that's pretty much where we're at in the story. Word. React, Thompson. Red Velvet, you have the floor. Um, so I did quickly like Wikipedia this shit and Google this shit. Uh, Why? I sent you links. No, no, no. I'm talking about like yeah, Gilly, just, just Gilly. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me name my Pretty friend. well, if I might add. With Gilly the Kid, hold on, hold on. Huh. Gilly the Kid is 38, 38 years old. And I will say this. Um, my first, one of my first experiences. He acts like he's 58. He, he does. He acts like he's, he acts like he's older, but he's 38. And with Gilly the Kid, there's no man. I would say, or even preteen or teenager that's like 13 plus, never watch porn. And the reason why I bring that up is because, hold on, let me let my plane. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me let my plane. Because y'all looking mad confused and shit. I want to see where this hold is on. going. Go. So my thing is, you don't I went stop, to, you don't stop no, for faces, you keep talking. No, 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 of course. So when I was at the barbershop, and let me get my hair cut, whatever, whatever. And it was like, yo, I hate, there was a guy, I hate the said no homo, no homo, no homo. So yo, you're a grown ass man, right? I said, yeah. So you tell me you never watch porn? Yeah. I was like, I watch porn. So it's like, yo, I hate that term, no homo, because you watch porn. My thing is like, this is Wiz Khalifa. He's trying to get his body right. All right, he's wearing like professional shorts, whatever, like okay. athletic so shorts. Let him finish. Let him let me athletic sh- He's wearing athletic shorts. To play. me, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because I'm just like, oh, this nigga's getting in shape, whatever, whatever. For Gilly to respond... To some shit like, oh, well, I don't want to see you jump on the internet, da 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 You're telling me at 30 years, 38 years old that you never watch porn? Like, you see somebody else's <laughs> jump? 
That's just my take on it. So, yeah. so yo, fuck you. You never like, watched another nigga's like, penis. Like, you never watched another nigga's penis. And then you want to come out with this for getting this shit that's wearing professional athletic shorts. Compression shorts, technically. Because those are what they are. They're compression shorts. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, myself and you, we go to the gym. When was the last time you... Well, excuse me, not last time. But Nigga, we went you, to... You, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what I said. the last time you seen my dick, nigga? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Like, where is he going with this? No, so my take, my take, myself, myself and Wale, as we're going to the gym, there's always an older gentleman in the gym that's just ass naked. In the locker room. In the locker room. Always. Always. Them niggas love having So my thing is like, yo, he's wearing his shorts. Yeah, like, it's, it, like, yo, there's never, I can never, there's, uh, as a, as a, as a, like, person that goes to the gym on a frequent basis, and you're telling people like yo, like you never seen a yeah, of course I've seen like like older men just walk around butt ass naked and not like I don't like it, yes, it's like I right, cool like bro, like why you why can't you wear a towel? But it's like yo, I'm a guy. Like I don't care, there's a bug me. As long as you're not in my facility, like if you're not like two feet or mad close to me, I don't have an issue. Two like, feet is the max distance. That's it. Now I mean like if you're the two feet and close, it's like yeah, I bro, you gotta put some shit on or like now I mean like I'm I'm all set. So for Gilly to respond like that, she said, "Yo, bro, is it really bugging you that bad, or you just doing for clout?" It was, for me, it was clout. It, it, it's always clout. It's always clout. That's with it. Gilly. Always. It's always. always clout with Gilly. I mean, he tried to make it a joke. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he tried to of make course. it a joke, and it was received exactly. Oh, yeah, just let let Wiz know that I love. Like, why are you doing all that? Why are you talking in the third person, going through the fans and all that dumb stuff, like? Bro, if you wanted to unfollow him, just unfollow him. Because guess what? He's not going to notice. At He's all. not going to notice if you don't say anything. At all. But if you make a video and you post it and you go live or whatever the heck you did, then obviously he's going to respond to it. Like, it's so stupid. And But that's what he does all the time. Like, he, Gilly the Kid is probably one of... And it's ironic, too. Like, you got you got narcissists like him and Joe Budden that, that don't like each other now. And they were beefing. They had podcast beef. And right now, Gilly's podcast is like up here. And Joe's is down here because Joe sabotaged his pod. No, thank you. No, um, thank you. And he's doing the same type of stuff that Joe does. Like picking fights with random like B, C list celebrities, sometimes D. And he knows that arguments and disagreements between celebrities goes viral oh, yeah. in all the hip hop blogs and shit. And so he picked a fight with Wiz. I mean, it's nothing it's not even that serious. It's it's so corny. But what do you expect? It's Gilly, bro. Like Gilly's supposed to be a rapper. That nigga's a podcaster. Like that's <laughs> He rap, ain't rap he ain't rapped in God knows how long. fifteen years. Like, get the fuck out of here. But that is my take on it, man. I, I don't want to waste any more energy on this. Shout out to Wiz for being petty. Um, of course. It's call. so interesting because when you watch that interview that he had on Million Dollars Worth of Game like three months ago, it was released like three months ago, and he was trying to, Gilly was trying the whole time. First of all, Gilly got outsmoked. Mm. That's how the episode started, with Gilly being outsmoked by Wiz Khalifa. Makes sense. That's his brand. And then... Throughout the episode, Gilly was trying to make a point of if you're not consistent, you let these new niggas move into the to the industry. And it was like You're not in the industry no more. You're a podcaster. You're in it but not for music, so shut up. And it's Seriously. like he's like, You let these new niggas if they're whack, they're whack. You gotta tell them they're whack. And Wiz was like, Honestly, there's some stuff that most people might deem whack, but I'm like, it's a dope concept if it was like 
delivered differently so I can appreciate the art form. And he's like, nah, you're not going to sit there and tell somebody if they're trash that they're not trash. That, that they're not trash if they're trash. And I'm like, you think it's trash because it's different from what you hear. They, they, the point that, um, what's his name? Wiz. Oh, Wallow? Wallow. The point that Wallow and Wiz was trying to make was that what's good to you may not be good to everybody else. Exactly. And what's bad to you may not be bad. There's to a you. lot of the new niggas I and can't hear. He couldn't get with it. So it, it took <laughs> a, a, a very big portion of the interview of him saying that. And then Wiz was just kind of like, you know what? I agree. I'm just presenting a difference in opinion. Mm. Yeah, he just so let him have it. Didn't, so that the, the interview didn't end on a bad note. Their disagreement. Yeah, for sure. And that's maturity and, and whiz. These hood niggas these hood niggas that have money and have these platforms are like the worst niggas on the planet. I think this when immature people Facts. Get, But he's a he's an ignorant hood nigga though. But, but I think there's people who are all colors, ages, shapes, sizes, and sexes. Ignorance is bliss. It don't it don't matter what the race, creed, background. I agree with you. We see a lot of it on the internet though, and in terms of like niggas. Bye, Prego. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before you leave, what you think? I think that nigga's gay, and he's just upset that he feels attracted to Wiz Khalifa's dick. That's my opinion. Mm. I know you all had that. <laughs> Get home safe and tell my friend I said hello. Toodles, noodles. Don't call us noodles, but we love you. I'll bring your games on Sunday, nigga. You better. Oh wow! Damn. <laughs> Damn. Exactly. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh no, Sunday's Easter. It is, huh? I don't celebrate it, sir. So. I'll put it right back in the little thing. Oh, okay, Yo, your neighbor was about to call the cops when I picked him up. <laughs> really? She was looking. I came out the car and she was just like, "Which one? The one in the house that's across the street." The old white lady. I don't know if she was old or young. I couldn't tell. Oh, but she was she, watching. She looked wrinkly. Niggas. But she looked look like the yeah. young white woman in her thirties, wrinkly, like she was on oh, meth. Oh, mm. it was the house mm -hmm. across the street. But like, all right, so here's your house. Here's the house directly across the street. Then the house next to that. Then the house next to that. Oh, we never see them people. They might be on meth. It was the house next to that, and she was just like, we don't know them. She like leaned on the porch and shit. And I was watching you on the camera. You was playing some jams. I was trying to. I was like. Oh. She, she, she was that was my mom. Do they get drunk? No. When I picked up the games, that was my mom. No, I didn't see who was in the car. Yeah. I was saying who was playing the music in the car. Me. I was like, okay, you got a party going on. Just trying to do. Matter of fact, Satan was in the backseat too. Shitty Satan. He was in the backseat well, as well. You so know that he's Satan. not my jam, but I'm a. Yeah. Yeah. But give my love. Give my love to your, to your person. I will. And. Toodles, Bark at Mac for me. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mac don't want to hear you. Are you, are you registered <laughs> at a baby sprinkle? At a baby sprinkle. I yes. am registered at a thing. Okay. Uh, I got to look at the text. I haven't looked. I don't even we got to go buy gifts next week with for these niggas. So I, I would like to, obviously. Obviously. You could come to the baby sprinkle. I told this nigga to invite you, but he's trash. He probably didn't. Wow. She didn't tell me to invite you. Wow! It's in the group hey, text. Hey, hey, Jake. She told us that we could invite you. She was talking to you. Well, that's your friend. We're all friends. That's your friend first. Two thousand what? He be trying to say all the time. Fourteen years, seventeen hundred years. 
It's actually 19 years. Oh, but, but <laughs> Who's counting? Who's counting? Definitely not me. And you met him in, you, you know him for about 16. So why are you acting like that? No, not 16. Big Greek life. Big Greek special. And all you've been out of college for 16 years, Greek? Well, Yo, facts. To my defense, your number has not changed my phone. Oh, so my number hasn't changed. That don't mean I got your number, nigga. It's still the same thing. I'm sure it's still. I don't know what your number is. It's basic. Like you, huh? Basic. Yes, I'm basic. Anyway, stop. Please have a good night. I don't have a Thompson. Let me see. Kuti. It's a no. It's a no for me. What's your number? Well, don't Yeah. Hold on. What's your? Um, Love have mercy. So What's the last four? I need you phone? to go have a good number. night. I heard this no. food cooking. What? I almost gave you the last four digits. I was like, what? What's the last four digits of your phone? Four one five three six three zero zero one. Wow, damn. I know all the important numbers because if I ever get locked up, I'm calling you. I'm calling my mom, then you. No, my mom, Is then Isaac, then my brother, then one of y'all yes. niggas. Okay. My number hasn't changed since I get this. All right, that tell us. All right, Toodles. go eat for yeah, for my little nephew, niece. Wow. I know. Wow. 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 Damn. Wow. Fake uncle. <laughs> you didn't even tell me her name. Ladasha. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is disrespectful. Oh, there she is, little Ladasha. Ladasha. <laughs> Oh my God! Let me hold Vaseline. Let that be her middle name. Vaseline. Yeah. So after I put the in the window, still we're gonna talk about Vaseline. Like, what's her first? Oh, well, you don't say it on the pod, but yeah, whatever her first name is, Vaseline. And then his last name. Absolutely. Can you imagine all them came already trying to say Vaseline? Shit. Struggle. Struggle. Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline. Vaseline. Absolutely. Stupid. Oh, my God. Would it not? It would. Drive home safely. Love you, Star. Be good. Happy Hanukkah, nigga. Say happy Hanukkah. Alright, alright, so that topic is done for. Now we're going on to Mr. Drewski. Go ahead, bring it in. Uh Mr. Drewski are the infamous YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, social media uh Sketch guy. Sketch guy. Had put out a, a recent sketch and took it down immediately due to the backlash that he got. Um the sketch was pertaining towards how gentlemen at, at any party setting is very prone to getting females extremely drunk. Yes. Uh, in the sketch, um, females, you know, go into like a regular house party and it's like, oh, shot o'clock. You know, we've heard it multiple times. Shot o'clock. What time is it? Shot o'clock time. And constantly forcing the female to drink. And that gentleman that's always forcing them to drink is on some creeps, like creep vibes where they're looking at it from a distance Plotting on them, rather be something sexual, non-sexual, whatever it may be. Nice to say, more so sexual. And they're constantly forcing them to drink to loosen up or to be more open or more prone to any sexual act. Because of it, it was pertaining towards a, a, a thing that's known in our the community. And I'll say minority community. 
where it's like, oh, shot o'clock, you know, she's a little intoxicated or she's too drunk. And that gentleman is like trying to see what's up for her tonight, even though she's heavily intoxicated and she doesn't know what's, what's what from left to right to right to left. Uh, so because of the backlash, he took it down. He immediately deleted it. And but you know, the internet works quick. Somebody saved it. Saved reposted it. Reposted it on Twitter. Screen recorded and reposted on Twitter and became a thing. Uh, Juski has yet to comment on it fully. Um, and I wanted to get your take on it because it is a thing that I've seen personally from college days even to up to this point that there's always somebody in the crew that's like, hey, look, you want to drink this shot or shot o'clock time and you keep pouring. And they always have some type of liquor, whatever budget they have, or they have no job or job, whatever it may be. And they always like dousing liquor into females just to open up a little bit more. So I wanted to get y'all take on it um, because it is a slight concern because... Only slight? I'll say slight because it's like nobody's putting a gun, a gun to your head. You can't say no. For who? Drinking. Anybody? Yeah. Rather be male or female. I've, in this situation, it's more so predominantly female. So it's like it's one of those things where personally, I feel as though granted pressure, peer pressure, all that extra shit, like you can't say no. Interesting. So you're taking the messy route. Of course. Got it. You know I like a slot. Bree, your take. <laughs> don't don't die in your classic no, bill. Because Bree, Bree's looking at me like, yeah, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I think it's the garlic and those chips that make them good. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Uh-huh. I think that's the seasoning. Um, mm. I also think that um I need Thompson to understand that alcohol is a depressant mm-hmm. that releases your inhibitions mm-hmm. and has been known to have you know those um stories that men always tell about biting off their arm yes to get out of an, a situation that they thought was this amazing situation mm-hmm. alcohol is not free it's not water it's not there's a certain value that we associate with alcohol mm-hmm and there's a certain freedom that comes with drinking alcohol mm-hmm. because people are feel free to do whatever and are very suggestible within that state. Of course. Someone who normally wouldn't do heights will do will jump off something drunk because their inhibitions are not present. Mm. So if you are saying that you are we all know those people who try to... There's certain dudes that I just don't take drinks from. Oh, of course. And it's not even a specific look. It's a vibe. Some guys feel like if they buy a girl drink, especially if they buy a whole bunch of drinks, they are old sex. And the girl's more likely to give them sex because they gave them alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's kind of problematic. Hey. Now, without now, put some clarification. I'm not an advocate where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna get you so liquored up that you owe me sex. I'm not an advocate for that. I'm an advocate for good vibes. So, as I got now, have I seen now have I seen dudes like feed females liquor to get sex? Yes. Am I one of them? No. I'm the type of person like I just want to get some embarrassing videos of you. I ain't gonna hold you. 
I am that person. <laughs> I will get you looking the fuck up, male or female, get you fucked up, and get some embarrassing videos of you. That's just me. Problematic. Mm. Problematic. From um, I love the comments and reactions from primarily black men on this video. Um, I'm not. I like. I understand why he took the video down. On the flip side of that, um, I agree with the guys who responded on Twitter saying that he should have kept it up. And I'm gonna read several tweets. Um, from Damage Troop 410, guy out of Baltimore. Juski exposed a lot of weird niggas with that video. That's why they feel attacked. That was on April 12th when the video came out. Juski should have 12 years a sign nigga, aka also known as Kimi Mills, said <laughs> Juski should have kept that video up. You niggas need to look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Um Virgo 14, see Virgo 14 said, unpopular opinion, but Juski has always Consistently been showing different behaviors of both women and men in his content. This video happens to be about how predatory men can be at functions. Is it funny? Meh. Accurate? Absolutely. Um, God damn it. The rest of the tweets aren't loading. Oh, wait. Yeah. Juski should have never deleted the vid. This is a real life thing that happens. Hella weird dudes act like this and it should be put on notice. He did a good job. That is from the mighty Keith, verified on Twitter. And then Didi, a.k.a. Thoughtful Bay, said, I'm glad Juski made that, made that skit. Every single type of joke against women aren't off, women, aren't off limits. But once someone bring up how weird men can be, it's, sad, it's suddenly too far. Do I sense double standards? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, isn't Drewski's whole brand of skits holding a mirror up to lame and weird niggas? That boy bringing awareness to these weirdos and showing them how they look. That is from Duce, a.k.a. Jade the Gem. Um, and then Legend of Winning said, People are more upset at Drewski's skit than the creepy weird weirdo friend that they actually know. Is peak dumb shit on Twitter. That skit hit home because of how relatable it was to your life. So the fact that you are willing to speak up louder on Twitter than in real life is crazy. And I'll read one more. <laughs> He's already one more. Ocho Bucket says, nah, Juski might be the greatest to ever do it. He was showing niggas exactly how they act. Now they mad. This is what comedy is about. Laugh my ass off. And I'll read the last one. Um, this is the last one, I promise. This is number 11. If you watched that Juski video and thought of one of your friends, beat him up. <laughs> That's from Full Snack Developer. <laughs> also, also known as At Not Danilo. And that's a, that's a Haitian woman. So, yeah, for me, it's, I get why he took it down. He didn't want to deal with all the comments. I, I mean, I saw a video during COVID with the notifications going crazy on a nigga's phone who only had like 100,000 followers or something like that. Like he posted a picture and then recorded on his second phone what it looks like for people to just like it and like it was just mad hearts and just notification every two seconds. So I can only imagine the amount of notifications he was getting on all the platforms where he posted this video because he posted on everything. He posted on TikTok, he posted on IG, and he posts on um on Twitter every time he posts. I, I'm not sure about Facebook, but I can only imagine what, what his phone was doing. So you know what? Let me just delete the shit now. I don't have to deal with the notification, but I hope he had a conversation with folks 
um, who were closest to him about how he could have made the skit more educational and less cringe because I do think the video was very cringe. Um, and I, I, that was kind of the point, right? Like, he was supposed to come off as a creepy-ass nigga. And he did. Um, but the the pauses and, like, the close-ups close of him staring at the... That's a lot. Like, if you're not going to be in a motion picture nigga as a, as a serial killer or as, like, a cut-em-up butcher shit, like, you shouldn't have... You shouldn't be that good at making that creepy-ass face. I mean, I guess that's a problem in and of itself because you've seen it so much that you are a master at imitating it. But still, nigga, save that for when you're in a motion picture. Don't put that shit on Twitter. Um, because usually when he does these sketches, he's much, like it's much funnier. Like, you know, the boyfriend who has the girlfriend at the birthday and you're at the club and there's the birthday cake comes out and then a dude come in who's fresh out of jail and she's like, oh my God, this was like my brother when we were kids. And your girl's hugging him, throwing him, and she's got her birthday fit on and everything's showing, da da da. Like, that shit is funny because it's relatable. You see it all the time. This was relatable, too, but it's just the delivery was poor. Um, but I do agree with folks that... Was this, it poor or was it accurate? No, the delivery was poor. Like, in terms of how it was acted out, mm-hmm. that was poor. Like, mm-hmm. the act of them making the sketch, how it looked was poor. But what it what it was telling us was accurate. It was on point. It was 1,000% mm-hmm. on point. Mm-hmm. But the acting, like I said, was kind of like, mm, it let, and it, it's supposed to be, he's a comedian, so it's supposed to be funny, and it wasn't funny. So that means that the act of them, all, all the folks that he got into the sketch to act, it wasn't funny. Like, it just, it wasn't, it was supposed to hit and be funny, but like, oh, yeah, niggas do be like that. And, but it came off more serious, which is why he got the backlash. What was the title of it again? The video? Uh, creepy, uh, slammed after some say creepy dude at party skit. Creepy dude at party. That was the name of it. So, yeah, I mean, if it, I guarantee you, if this major life. I feel like the unheard messages don't be this dude. Like, you say 100%. 100%. 100%. The, the thing that, that kills me is that because it wasn't as funny as some of his other sketches. This is why I got the backlash mm-hmm. because it felt like it was underdone, and this is why I'm saying the delivery was really poor. Yeah. Like Drewski was great, but the girls, like there was very little interaction with the girls, and the other nigga in the video didn't have no lines. That's just one of Drewski's cronies that pops up in all the videos. So, like, if the acting was better and it got across like it was supposed to be, like a serious sketch, and the girls had more lines, not just like no, and then the girls like no. It was almost like a parody. Like, no. No more for her. She's done. Like well, The creepy dude is the reason why females don't like to go out alone. Facts. facts. I mean, we've seen what happened. Rest in peace to old girl. Old girl from Pawtucket that was murdered. You know what I'm saying? On her birthday from that crazy, creepy-ass nigga. But, yeah. So, good attempt. Fumbled the, uh, fumbled the actual presentation, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. Juicy's going to be fine. He ain't going nowhere. Um, any final thoughts on that before we go to our next topic? I'd argue that he's increased his fame with this one. Facts. For women, yeah. For women. Not for niggas. Some niggas is probably like, oh, shit. Well, for some niggas, but for more, mainly for women who 
I'll go into the video to, to, to figure out who he is to talk shit. A video like this is catch one. A view is a view, positive or negative. That's what I'm saying. But like you, you're saying, I don't know who you thought was like bolstering his fame. When algorithms start coming in. Oh yeah. For the stuff he posts after that. Yeah. And the stuff that he's involved in. Yeah, for sure. Because he's a very niche nigga. Like he's he's very niche. If Drake didn't put him in that laugh now, cry later shit, bruh his stock would not be where it's at. And, like, it took him to places where he should not be. Because that nigga can't hoop. He's not an athlete. He's just a fat nigga who's funny. He's the fat kid that got famous, that everyone knew for being funny, and, like, would get pulled from girl, play from girls every once in a while who got famous because of the internet. But he's hosting basketball five-on-fives with YouTube celebrities. All kinds of wild shit that he should not be doing, but... That is the power of the internet. All right. So um, let's talk about an Instagram video because I, I kind of don't even want to talk about the Pfizer Online responding to neck and wrist because it's not really a response. It's more of a deflection. But let's let's um, let's talk. Let's talk uh, women. This women prank pranking your husband. Yeah. Manhandling your husband prank on TikTok. Of course, it's on TikTok. On TikTok and IG. And it's a prank where women walk up to their significant others and start a makeup session and then do something aggressive that a man typically does. And so a video went viral with an African couple and the, the partner, the female partner, walks up to her boyfriend in the closet, in their walk-in closet. It's a phenomenal closet, by the way. Um, <laughs> and starts, you know, starts some intimate kissing and backs him up all the way up to the windowsill and proceeds to lift this nigga up <laughs> onto the windowsill. And it's fucking hilarious. He immediately squeals and like, <laughs> what? What are you doing? Like, you, you, you kiss me to lift me up? Who is supposed to lift you? I'm supposed to lift you up. And um, then she was like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want to kiss you. Can I kiss you? And she goes there for another kiss. And he's kissing her again. And then she takes both of his arms and puts him above his head on the wall. And he's like, ah! <laughs> I don't want to play it for you guys because we don't own the rights to the video or the audio. And it's going to sound terrible because we don't have a fucking pliable aux that works with this damn mixer to play it. Like you're hearing it like stupid sound quality, but I do want the reaction of my co-host on the video when they saw it. Bree, you go first this time because Cool went first last time. Um, I think it was hilarious. <laughs> okay. I love watching their videos. He was explaining to her, her, her one in one video how he eats corn with coconut. And he never had corn with butter. And um, they, they have a big YouTube presence. That's how they got the wealth that they have right now. I just think that they are... When he has American first, it's absolutely hilarious. In terms of like culture shock, if he tries different foods and all of that stuff. But I think what's most hilarious is she did what was deemed masculine. And he almost had a fucking heart attack. Mm -mm -mm. 
And it's true. And African men are already some of the most toxic masculine niggas on the planet. So you can't pick one up Rage. and throw that nigga on a windowsill. And <laughs> his whole vibe changed. His fucking whole vibe changed. That shit's crazy. This guy's is wilding. But uh, how do you feel about it, sir? Uh, I ain't gonna hold you. As soon as I felt her legs touch my thigh and she wasn't like bending down to give me fellatio, I probably would have pushed the fuck out of her. Um, to me, it was hilarious watching it, but putting myself in that predicament, I most definitely would have like gave a two piece and a three. Uh, I would have seen me three piece and a biscuit, no drink. There's no way. There's no way. Where's the biscuit from? KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. Trying to kill that bitch. Yep. <laughs> Might as well yep. just punch in the throat. Yep. Do all that. I don't give a damn. Nah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely clanking her. Like Bro. when I say clink, I'm gonna grab the nearest weapon who that's not strong enough to kill her with a bonk on the head, and I'm clanking her. Um, cause you're not. I mean, I'm 260 something pounds, nigga. You ain't picking me up in the first place. However, if you attempt to put my hands behind my head, up on a wall, <laughs> you better make sure you had prayed to your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before you did that, because you are getting fucked up. I might have to choke you out. I might have to put you right in the headlock and make you go to sleep and throw your limb body in the walk-in closet and you wake up when you wake up. And then I'm going to record you on IG so everyone see it. And so all your friends can call for help or whatever. The cops come like, the officer, we're just playing. Like, I just knocked out. It's like, officer, you know what she did? She put my hands up against the wall like this and started tonguing me down. So I choked her out. You know, we play. We like to do MMA stuff every once in a while. <laughs> you know, we play UFC games and shit. The officers will get it. We'll be all right. He ain't going to arrest me. But I get. I bet you when she wake up, she'll never do no fuck shit like that again. Pick a nigga up and throw him on the counter. I wish. That's light skin nigga shit. That's some shit that Prince was letting his bitches do to him in the 80s. Don't God on them. Don't God. that. Fuck that. Mm. All right. Anyway, second video. Oh, shit. On IG. Not oh, on shit. Not on this shit. Not on uh, whatchamacallit. All right. A young lady on TikTok, on the talk of ticks, was <laughs> trying to claim that. Hold on. I'll just play it for y'all niggas. We don't own the rights to this audio. I'm going to play it because I don't feel like giving out a whole background on this shit. So just listen up. Sierra and Russell Wilson's relationship's existence is a threat to men with podcasts. Let's clear up a couple of things here. Russell Wilson didn't raise the bar on how men are supposed to treat women. Men like him have been here since, what, forever? Sierra is the one who matched the bar. So give her credit for that. She started to own up to her issues and chose the man most of you ignore, which was the entire point of her prayer. She raised the bar on how to carry herself with self-respect. She even admitted to ignoring this type. To be honest, she admitted to things that most of y'all denying you're still not receiving the lesson while acting like you understand the assignment. Nobody's hating on Russell Wilson, so you can't blame this on dudes with podcasts. Why even trip? Sierra and Russell Wilson's really... The fact that she was <laughs> coming specifically at niggas of podcast 
I don't feel attacked at all because she didn't. I did. You felt attacked? Because it's like, what the fuck? Does it, what does that have to do with anything? Because there's a lot of red pill niggas out here. There's a lot of red, fresh and fit. We talked Suck about fresh and fit. my dick from the back and make it sloppy. I'm sorry. No. What the fuck? No. Okay. All right, then. Yes. I'm that graphic. Okay. No. Like, that has nothing to do with <laughs> The crazy part, I haven't touched that shit in a minute. I'm like, yo, in the most soberest way. Like, no, what the fuck? What does me having a podcast have to do? No, Man, fuck it you. means that you are toxic. So all three of us are toxic because we, we're on this platform? Yeah, man. She can't be toxic. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. You know everybody loves Brie. Everybody <laughs> loves Brie. <laughs> I'll sign. That's sickening, but it's sickening, bro. But I appreciate y'all. But like, nah, that's they just do. like they love you. That's just what. Sometimes I just want to meet a nigga who don't like you, and I want to pick their brain and be like, why? Because every friend that I've ever made, even the bitches that hate me, love her. How? That's a fact. No, that's a motherfucking fact. They hate me, but they love you. I think and if it wouldn't be too awkward for them to be around you, because they know I'm gonna come around, them bitches would try to be your friends. But anyway. Continue, bro, brother. I'm sorry. No, nah, you're Gucci. Nah, you made, G5. you made no, you made a valid. G six, G seven. Are we G seven? Nah, you made a valid point, and and uh, it's, it's a testimony to Brie as a character and uh, not uh, as a person, and her 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 demeanor, her character, her principle. Because it's some of the fact that it's like, yo, listen, yes, I may be a female, but trust me, I'm on game. I know this. I do this. I'm one of the niggas, yeah, bruh. And but I'm. Not one of the niggas. Hey, bruh. Definitely not one of the niggas. <laughs> it's a definitely not one of the niggas, too. I like to get dicked down every once in a while, too. But, just to let you know, I'm no way to say any shit. Oh, rip. Look at the face. But she knows. She knows. She smoked bullshit Uh-oh, all the way. Oh, come the cheeks. You know I love the cheeks. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I just said you do it. I you said can... it. I you... said it. First of all. God Go ahead. Know. Oh, shit. Nah, I'm not even gonna do that. Do it. <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna. First of all, I'm I, I want y'all to know that I'm wholesome. Wholesome? Yeah, wholesome. Wholesome. Aww, she's doing that bullshit because family listen. I can't stand Brie, man. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I can't stand this nigga, bro. Like, look, look, look. all right, let me. Let me say this. <laughs> sound like you now. All right, look, 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 look. Let me no, say this. Let me say this. I'm gonna say this. In case anybody's confused. You're not a lesbian. <laughs> I like peas. That's peas. No, I'm this nigga here. I'm, my, I'm, my I'm sorry. I'm my I, I didn't see. know where you were going to go. I just wanted to be funny. And I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. Finish fuck your you stuff. <laughs> yeah, the fuck you, man, right? I'm sorry. You the fuck you, man, huh? Go ahead, Queen. You motherfucker, you. I think when let's go back to the main point. Yes. yes. When um, I feel like my thing is I know how to accept people for who they are, where they are, and I feel like we all have something in common. Mm. Um, and I find that common thread. Mm. Through conversation, mm. and maybe that's impactful because people like to talk to me. 
Fake humility is going to get I mean, no, it's not. I mean, that's, fake that's, humility call, will get ignored hey, on this call podcast. Up, call, up, call like it is. You got to call, call like up, this. Call up, call up, call up. So, where I was going with this point, for me. You're not done yet? No, because I get to get All right, sure. My bad. No, my only thing was, this is like, I don't. I don't think because you have a podcast or you're on a podcast makes you whatever. Even Russell Wilson went on a podcast coincidentally saying like, hey, listen, how did you bag Sierra? Like, because he's literally labeled as the corny nigga. Let's be honest. He's labeled as the corny nigga. How'd you bag Sierra? And he said it himself. It was like, yo. He Sierra, pulled out the wallet. He pulled out the wallet. She was like, why do you have that old ass wallet? Well, that's me just taking care of my wallet, whatever, whatever. And I guess that statement, I'm, I'm not paraphrasing, excuse me. Um, there's something about him just taking care of that wallet for for a long journey of time. That's what reeled her in. But with Ciara, she went by what she knew. Like at the time being, like she messed with Future, had a kid, whatever. Cool. She realized he was toxic. I can't be with this nigga. Russell Wilson was that good guy. And it's like okay, like yes, I believe that she he enlightened her. Like okay, let's go back to church. Let's, you know, like, let's start this whole family thing. I'm all about. No, like, because. No, what? Like, no, as in, like. Like, no, because I'm on a podcast that make me toxic. First of all, let me let me explain something to you. Majority of male podcasters are red pill. So when she says what she's saying, she's speaking of. Them niggas. People who that applied to. If that applies to you, that's okay too. But I didn't know. But y'all been told me I was toxic. Oh, okay. Am <laughs> I lying? It's on this ep- it's on not this episode, but it's on episode. You said it, you said it. I said you have toxic tendencies and want to be toxic so bad. Yeah. You you're playing a character. You're not really that way. No, nice. yeah. Nah, you're a simp. Nah, I wish I was. A lot of red pill niggas are simps. They act like they're alpha. I wish simps. I wish I was a simp. I no, you don't. Do. No, I you don't. I wish I was a simp. So if you say you wish you was a simp, you wouldn't be calling him a simp. You know mm-hmm. what? Well, what are we calling him? What? Nigga, we had 75 listeners in the last week. What the whole entire fuck? Is that a good thing about That's you? an amazing nigga. What? Two no, weeks ago. No, listen, because no, the way he said it, I'm like, I don't know, because the way he said it, he said it so subtle. I was like, all right, done. Bro. That's incredible. Nigga, what? That's incredible. Ha, no pun intended. Ha, I see what you did there. Ha, That's not what I was ha. trying to do, but it was, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're lucky that What's, it ended my drink. Huh? The one who co-hosts with Tim? Al. Al. I'm Al. No, no. He's Tim. <laughs> no, he's Tim. You're Heidi and I'm Al because we're the competent ones. I don't think so, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> They're the competent ones. Yeah, Tim's always yeah, fucking up. Jump me, I said, I, um, I said ah, I said, this shit tastes awful without ice. But there's a no, nah, but it's turn. but it's it's not ice yet. It's still, bro, that freezer be busting. You better check. Four ice trays in it. Exactly. Yeah, you well, check. well, ice tray just beat the cla- the Cavs, and he's going to the playoffs as, bro, an, eight seed. as an eight seed, which is crazy. I knew he was gonna do it, nigga. I knew it was gonna. Miami might fuck around and lose. And that nigga's that nigga is know. nice. So anyway, um. So yeah, we had seventy five unique. Li- look at this. Look at the number. Come get out of your seat. So, look, look, look at the number. Come look at the number. We <laughs> last seven days based on seventy five, nigga, and then thirty five based on recent episodes. Because 
it went up. The average went up. I like 10 that. people. I like that. I want a bonus. Huh? I want a bonus. A bonus? A bonus? Yeah, Nigga, I we like don't get that. paid for I shit. I the shit out of this. Every I do too. Yo, I be too. All right, one of y'all promote one of me. I ain't gonna hold you. I promote I, one of you. I, I, I oh, I literally stay. I do line. too. No, no, I literally stood her line because it's so catchy. Hell no. Tell a friend. You tell a never friend. promote the podcast. This is a conversation Ooh. between Bree and Will. In terms of when we're out in public, yes, I give it wow. to you. But I post First of all, it. Did I post it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did I what? Did I, did I what? Did you listen to this past Monday? To a radio station? A 101.1? What? On WBRU? For Nice and, and Eli? Yes. What and about I it? was there and I promoted the podcast. And you could testify to our big brother because you can call him right now because he actually called us not to call me not too long ago. <laughs> Good. Thank I you. Finally. Him, first time. I told, I told, because one. First time. No, because he always dogged me and I understand why he dogs me because he wants to see me improve. I, I told him about the podcast and I stole your line, coincidentally. I still heard my verbatim. You still lines all the time, so there's no coincidence. Yeah, no, but, not coincidence. So I would have been like, oh, yeah, just listen to uh, the pregame podcast. Da, da, da. And tr- trust and believe, Brother Nice and Brother Eli wants to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, to promote their shit, not because they want to. And don't, yes, but, they do. Whether they want to promote or not. What's that? What's what's wrong with networking? Why? Wow, I get the slow clap. Ain't that a bother, bitch? Because you promoted the podcast once. Did you listen to last week's episode? Yes, I did. And I was sloppy. I know I was sloppy. You're sloppy every episode. So it don't can, matter. I'm you, not that's a blanket thing because you're always sloppy. So and you I'm can not just sloppy say that. this episode. No, you're not. Exactly. Congrats. Because I'm pacing myself. No, because you only had one cup. I'm last week you had me. pacing myself. No, yeah. You only had one cup. That's. And I'm not saying that's pacing because you can turn up between 1037 and 11 o'clock. You've I done it before. I You've know. been fine the first hour and a half and was fucked up the last half hour. So I'm not giving you no credit for that. I'm also not going to give you credit for promoting the podcast on a platform that all three of us have access to if we wanted to every fucking Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is let Bree know that I'm happy and giving her her kudos for promoting the pod. What I'm not going to do is say that she promotes it more than me because I'm the only nigga. I don't think so. Because I'm using algorithms every week. I post it four times a week on my IG with the appropriate hash size of things that are trending. You're sending it to the same 20 people every week via text. It's not the same thing. First of all, no. Yes. I need you to put some respect on my name. Because I went when we went to that event last um, summer, we got five or six new listeners. No. We had 10 people subscribe to it on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Love that. Love that. You your promotion doesn't guarantee that somebody subscribes. It guarantees that somebody might look at. I don't it care about listen. subscriptions. I care about listens. Because if they listen and they like it, they'll come back and subscribe. Well, like that's great, but I don't see the Apple numbers. Can you tell me the Apple numbers? How many Apple subscriptions do we have? You have access to that. No, I, I don't have that. Let me see if I can find that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, hold on. I got Spotify by age. Let's see. Nah, it's not even broken down into like numbers, numbers. It's just high level. It says 47% Apple. That's because everyone has iPhones. So that doesn't that doesn't guarantee that they're there because of you or me. Or what. It doesn't matter. Like it's 47% of our listeners are Apple. And that's great. 45% Spotify, 
5% of the niggas that listen are listening on SoundCloud or whatever other things on the web, and 2% is other. So that's not even the whole 90%. But um, the fact that we are at 35 average listeners, we just got to keep it up. I don't give a fuck how it's happening. We just got to keep it up. And niggas got to continue to listen to the episodes, which neither of you did this week. Niggas got to be on their game and start doing that shit. Who's that? Ty Curry in the building. What's up, pregame? What what up, nigga? You don't got no shirt on? <laughs> you said what? I said, hell no. Hours. Scary hours, huh? Scary hours. How you doing, cuzzo? You good? Chilling, chilling. We miss you, man. I know I'm gonna have to find a Friday to come back on for a weekend. I know with your fucking Jamaican working seven jobs ass, fl- flying back and forth to the Midwest. You ain't slick, nigga. Wow. Yeah, look at this. Look at the smile. Look at this. Show me a smile. Two minutes. He been here for two minutes. So what? Don't be coming out. Oh wait, wait. Uh uh-uh. uh. Is there laughing in your background? There is. I heard that shit. That's my auntie. Chill. <laughs> That's my auntie, I think. Wait, is that not? Is that your bestie? Or my auntie? First of all, okay. All right. <laughs> Tell me. Who is it, man? Who's who's over there with you? No one's over here. She's on FaceTime. So Tell me. Wait, you got this guy. You're messy, bro. What's wrong with you? He's not messy. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a message. If I didn't know that laugh, I'd be disappointed in myself. Mm, yeah, that's that's a you versus you thing. So don't tell me what I know. I didn't tell you what you know. I didn't do that. I said that could be my auntie chill out. That's what I said. Yeah, nigga, that's what I said. But hi, Christina. Even though that the time so we got two followers, so like it went. Oh, too shit. Too like, Technically, pew, 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 pew. Thompson, did you get your pregame podcast themed double plate vest? I, I'm not getting shot at. He's the one that's. He shot at you. He shot at you. I can get him booted. So, hell, like, so I'm just saying. Can't do that to Ty Curry. I did a last hour shit. That's all. I'm sorry for going live. Was I not in charge for social media purposes? Yeah, you are. You know what? We love anyway. you, Ty Curry. We love you, Christina. From next week is not good. But <laughs> come the phone. We have a guest already for next week. We'll talk about it. The engineer is coming back. All right. The week after next, you're locked in. That's May. No. Is it May, April? Oh, I mean, you, nah, you can come. You can come whenever you want. You and Jason can come whenever you want. Y'all niggas can come whenever you want. Your former guests, I mean, former co-hosts. So y'all can come whenever you want. If you pull up, you get a seat. He said guest star whenever you'd like. Yeah, nigga, like pull up. Just fucking pull up. It don't. It don't matter. You pull up, and if we have a, we have the guests that slated, or if they, whatever, we're gonna have four instead of three, nigga. It's fine. Love you. Put a shirt on, nigga, because no one want to see all that. In his house. He pays for it. Nah, he's trying to look sexy for yeah, old girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you trash. 
I'm what? Wait, 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 wait. I'm what? She's laughing, so you can't say nothing. I'm what? Go ahead. Call me Raggedy. I dig. She was laughing, nigga. Christina, were you just laughing? We don't do this shit on camera. We, we, we don't do this shit person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. All right. All right. Time out. All right. You guys have a good night. Love you. You did that. You did you it. You asked for it. You did it. No, you, you asked for that. You're turned. You asked for that. You're turned a little bit. You no, all right? You asked for that. <laughs> you asked for that. Love you, brother. Be good, man. Stay black. As if you got a choice. Glad you're not ginger. Um, Stop <laughs> <on> the <laughs> I'm trying everything in my power to get on her skin this episode because <laughs> she's on edge and I've never seen you like this. I gotta get you round up. Um, so, find some punk ass love. Find some punk ass love <laughs> to round off the pod and to wrap this shit up. He was made aware from bitch ass. Vlad TV that Hove addressed him in the new Pusha T single. Neck of it. It wasn't. It wasn't. He tried to play it off, but all clout chasers are good at lying. Um, and he was talking about how he wasn't, he was confused about the verse. He didn't kind of understand it because he's not a rapper and that he couldn't respond because he's not a rapper and he doesn't have bars. But he's, he's, he's dying on that hill. He thinks that because he is a comedian and a nigga who doesn't know nothing about nothing, that uh, Jay-Z is not the nigga that he claimed to be in all, any of his albums. He is not the drug lord that he claimed to be. And he thinks that Jay-Z is a fraud and that he's out here tricking these kids, the young generation of up-and-coming artists, the NBA young boys and the Durkios and the Lil Reese's and the, you know, freaking Takashi's of the world. So, you guys watch the video. React. Are we not going to... Oh, she did know this. I mean, I already went, so... You gotta go. She went first last topic, so technically she... No, it's not good. Um... Are we getting Faison Love the fuck out of here? Like, are we going to support the next... I didn't even know he was here. Yeah. Are we going to support the next D-list movie he's in? Or are we going to skip it no, entirely? No, I, I didn't care about his opinion. I didn't care what he was saying. When I watched it, I was like, okay, cool. Like, everybody knows those are Jay-Z's stands or fans or whatever. How do you put them classified as? The man was talking about, and we was talk, we was actually talking about this prior to actually recording. He was like, "Yo, I'm putting people on game." If you actually listen to my lyrics, yeah, I'm, I'm putting, putting niggas, literally, I'm putting I'm, niggas I'm on. I'm putting on people on game, and it just snowballed to affect something that was just like, "Yo, what?" Like, nah, like I don't, I don't get it. So my take on it, I don't care. I don't give rats as what his opinion was. I heard it. But to me, it was just like it was nothing. Like it's it's gone. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Personally, word. So, okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'll try in real quick. I just think, again, I've said this on the pod before. Attention and like fame, popularity, or any variation, any synonym of you know attention, is a disease, and it's a disease that kills it kills brain cells before it'll actually get you killed because you'll probably do some wild stuff on camera 
like swallow a, a tablespoon of raw cinnamon whole <laughs> or eat Tide Pods or, <laughs> you know, dress up like you're ISIS and throw fake bombs at people in parks and run away and whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's the most lethal addict, addicted, addictive drug that exists is this attention stuff. And Faison Love doesn't like that he's an insignificant E-list celebrity. He doesn't like that he doesn't get offers to be in movies anymore. He doesn't like that it's 2022. He very much wishes it was still 1993, 1994, 1995 when Bebe's Kids and Friday came out. <laughs> he very much would like to go back to the good old days when his fat ass was considered somebody you wanted to throw in something. But he's not. And because he's not, he has to take every opportunity that he can to say something that he feels is sensational so other folks can pick it up and say he said this about said person and praise to God once it goes viral and once the major media outlets pick it up that the person who he's talking to or talking about that's completely out of his weight class, even though that nigga's like 400 pounds, punches down. He prayed on that. That clip is from two years ago. The shit about him talking about Jay-Z. I thought it was from 2016. It was from 2020 during the pandemic. And this nigga Jay-Z, he Hove responded in 2022. It took two years for him to respond because Hove got better shit to do. But since he did respond, you're relevant again, nigga. And that's what he was counting on. You get the clicks, the algorithms, people Google you, figure out who the fuck is Fies on Love. They go to Google, they find you. Oh, this this fat nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what happened. And so, you know, congrats on getting the attention that you wanted. Are you still a clout chasing ass sucker? Absolutely, yes. Did it change anything for you? Are you going to get opportunities now? No, because the niggas who fuck with Hove in the entertainment industry, Hollywood, wherever, a billionaire Hove, he could just say, yo, he is never allowed to do any movies for whatever studio he has a relationship with. Nigga, if that's if that's Columbia Pictures, you'll never be in a movie that they're fucking producing. If it's MGM, you'll never be in another fucking movie that they're producing. If this nigga can blackball Chris Brown from the BET Awards mm. in 2000 and motherfucking 10, nigga, what do you think he could do to your raggedy ass now when he's at his full strength and has all of his powers? When he's super sane. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Them locks are about to be blonde in a minute. Yeah, that was bars, nigga. But yeah, no, fuck that nigga. Let's go further beyond. But yeah, that's my take. I think Phase on Love suffers from I peaked too early and it's been downhill ever since syndrome. Mm-hmm. And he does. He says, "I'm not a rapper." So how could you sit and talk about what a rapper is saying or promote rap music if you don't understand exactly what it is that they're saying? So I, I didn't really get his this meaning. You don't understand rap, and you don't understand the drug game from the shit that you said. Now I'm not saying that I understand the drug game, but I think I have a better understanding of the drug game than fucking phase on love. Because mm-hmm. him and Vlad did some fucked up math. So. 
I just feel like people want to be in the spotlight. They want something to talk about. They want to pick someone to talk about. That's going to catapult them, like you said, to mm-hmm. back to where they felt like they rightfully deserve to be. You know, at 15 minutes of fame, that's that peak. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the 15 minutes is how long you stay at equilibrium. And his was faster than the motherfucker. It's a little bad. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, he was in, what, five movies? That's okay. I, I think that some everybody has a different path. Your path can't match somebody else's. But I'm never going to envy somebody's path so much that I start stealing the rocks off the paper. Facts. Facts. That's what he was trying to do. But he was only stealing rocks off the pavement on the other side of the fence. (laughs) And that fence is miles and miles. It protects miles and miles and miles of journey. Like, Hove is literally untouchable. Kanye, B... Agree. They're untouchable. They're they're fucking juggernauts, nigga. Like Jay Z Jay Z the only person, the last person to get a direct shot from Jay Z was Nas. Yeah. And he's the only nigga that's worthy of it. Nobody else got a direct shot from Jay. He'll put you in <laughs> some metaphorical, subliminal double entendre shit. Yeah. And move the fuck on. Nas is the only nigga that's worthy of it. The only nigga. Rest in peace to my to my favorite rapper DMX. He was the other nigga that was worth it, even if his even if his fucking net worth didn't say it. Jay Z, where you at? Rest in peace to the motherfucking dog, man. Earl Simmons, this anniversary is coming up. Shit, make me sad as fuck. But yeah, fuck face on love, nigga. I, I think like niggas rags, not rags to riches. He's just rags, <laughs> raggedy nigga. Jay-Z basically said, you ain't listening to Reasonable Doubt, you stupid motherfucker. Mm. It was a, that was a triple. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to Reason either. He's talking about Reasonable Doubt or and Reason. Like, you're not a reasonable human, nigga. Like, you're stupid. If you if you think that I got here on accident, like some goofy, skinny kid that didn't know what the fuck was going on in my own project, how dare you? He tried to make Jay-Z out to be a square. Bro. Bro. He rode that motherfucking jet ski like a square, but that's because B wanted him to ride it. He had the helmet on and shit, but he an old man. He's supposed to look goofy on that. He's supposed to look cool all the time. Remember when they had that nigga looking like he was a super in Mario Kart and <laughs> Diddy Kong racing, and they put them up. That shit was hilarious. But like, he's got two significant, three significant L's on this belt. That meme when he was riding a jet ski. Getting beat up by salons in the elevator. And then when he said, I think we're past nailing. When he was in that meeting with all the NFL execs and everybody was white. And he said right next to God, Roger Goodell. Those are the only three stains on his resume. Other than that. I think when he said we're past nailing, it's time for us to get a seat at the table. There's, there's a difference. But when you say we're past it, we're not. Because there's still niggas getting killed for nothing out here. And we still got to protest. And kneeling is part of the protest. He wasn't saying we have to stop protesting. He said we have to, we have to protest differently. That's not how lay people take it, Bree. You know that. You're smart enough to know that. People who don't... I just want to clarify. I hear you. I get you. I'm with you. Lay people ain't... They're not They're not hearing that and like, oh, yeah. Like, no. We're passing in and we got a front. Cool. But, like, how does this corporate sponsorship with the NFL help black folk? 
help brown folk, help Asian folk. That's the thing. Niggas trip walking at the Super Bowl is amazing. It's great. Like, oh shit. Do white people know what they're watching? Mm-hmm. However, I, I, what does that do? I have to, I have to, I have to say some things. Let me I don't finish. Think you understand the importance of representation. I understand it. But at the end of the day, right? The kids you work with or used to work with at that school. Did it change their lives? Did it have an impact? You don't know that yet because what it does, what it's done is it's normalized black people, helped to normalize black people and black music being at the Super Bowl. So all they believe is that black, all their lives they've seen. It's going to take time to see if it worked, right? We don't know yet. So we, like you said, we don't know yet. So we got to wait. What? We got to wait. We got to see if it's impactful. We have so many centuries worth of proof that an example... There's still only four black coaches in the NFL, Bree. How much did it help that he's the... Wale? Bree Bree? <laughs> in history yeah. in general, we have so many examples of what breaking records can... can and being somewhere where you were never yes. able to sit sets... How it sets the next generation up for what is possible. Absolutely. So, I feel you like... You think it's too early? No. I feel like... I don't think it's too early. I think that people, there wasn't room for us at that table if we was kneeling. It's like, mm. let's get at the table and create some real change. Mm. That's not what was said. But I got you. I got you. I understand it. And he went under the guise of trying to get this brother a job. He still don't got a job. And so that's another thing that we cannot ignore. I'm not putting that on hold at all. But he went there and met with Goodell and became the sole proprietor of curating all the Super Bowl halftime shows, da da da. Under the guys originally, why are you why are you making this face? This is all facts. This is all what he did. This is what was reported that he was there to it's, do. It's very opinionated reports, but anyway. No, it's not opinionated reports. Hove went Hove went to go speak to Roger Goodell to talk about ways that the NFL can better um, help poor communities of color. Well, I think this is what we fuck up in these scenarios as black people in general because we expect that the first person in that place is going to be able to make the most change. Are we fucking up for having expectations? No, 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 no. You have to understand nothing. Can- Especially when it's him. If it was Kanye, okay, all right, I got you. Got me. Like, all right, it's gonna take. It's gonna take a couple decades. Might even take a few generations. But if it's Hove and we know where he's from, what he's about, where he's been, what he's been preaching and talk in terms of, you know, financial stability, financial literacy, building up your block, getting, you know, not having to be in a position where you have to sell drugs, da da da. And you go to the NFL and the best that you got after Malcolm Jenkins and all these niggas get a hundred million dollars from the NFL to start a foundation where they're a hundred million dollars. You niggas literally make three hundred billion dollars a year. You're giving these niggas a hundred. You're giving them a hundred million dollars to start a foundation to do blackity black things and give back to black organizations. All right, you get two claps for that, right? But then Hove gets in there after this decision is made, where the commissioner says we're gonna give Malcolm Jenkins and all of these niggas, uh, you know, Eric, Eric Rowe and all these niggas. Oh, not Eric Rowe. Eric something. He used to play with. Uh, Cam Newton on the Panthers. Give these niggas hundred million. Use it how you want, and you you deal with the niggas. You go out and you do what you gotta do. Um, and then Hove come in, and we're like, okay, Hove's gonna meet with this nigga. At the time, what is Hove doing? 
hires a team of private lawyers to get Meek Mill out of jail. Does the same shit for ASAP Rocky when he's locked up in Switzerland. He's doing all this amazing shit. Then he sits down with Commissioner Goodell and everybody who is an exec and all of the owners of the, of the NFL. And we're like, all right, what's going to come out of this meeting? It was under the guise of, one, to help Cap. Two, to help and uh, to help the, to, to force the NFL to have some type of system in place where the owners and their influence in their respective cities and states are going to do something to put an end to police brutality, right? Now, did that happen? Again, it might be way too early to tell. There is no professional football team in Minnesota, so, you know, in Minnesota, it definitely didn't work. But in terms of the frequency of that shit happening, we want to talk about representation. Representation is super important, obviously. We want kids to see people who look like them in every position. That's why a Kintaji Brown-Jackson is so important. That's why Obama is important. That's why Kamala is important. That's three people, nigga. There's millions of us. That's, there's millions of us. And so, like, when, we're, when we have these conversations, we got to get past the... We got to get past the notion of, okay, you know... Oh, like the expectations are like are too high. Blah, 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 blah. We got to wait. Like we do have to wait. But how long? If you tell me more than a few years, I'm going to look at you crazy because we shouldn't have to wait that long. Like we shouldn't. Voting Rights Act was 67. No, 64. And then 67 for a decent. Like get the fuck. Like how long do we have to wait for this shit? So all of that happened in the 60s, right? And it's 2022, black and brown bodies are still being murdered by police at will. And we got people like Hove in positions where they can literally call up Roger Goodell. They can literally call up Adam Silver. They can literally call up whoever whoever the commissioner of the MLB is and have conversations, have meetings with these niggas. There was a big meeting in New York a couple of days ago on um, prison reform in New York. Um, but it was a federal meeting. It was a meeting for prison reform on a national scale. Hove, Hove wasn't. I, Hove might have been there, but Meek was there. Michael Rubin was there. Bob Kraft was there. The reason why I know this information and have to go look it up is because his punk ass son was my guest speaker at my leadership class on Wednesday, which I didn't talk about in my check in because he was one of the worst speakers I ever heard in my life. That's a story for another day, maybe next week. But. When it comes to like, I don't. I'm not with the whole notion of like, oh, they're they are very wealthy and that that's Hove and B, so they don't have to do X Y Z. Like, no, nigga, if I'm poor and I'm broke and I'm out here getting it and grinding, I could be a voice for the people who aren't in my position. Because even though my position is still shitty, it's a much better position than a lot of other people are in. And that's the thing that I don't fucking like about this whole discourse. When people try to say, well, you know, he wasn't, he didn't mean this, he meant that. And he didn't do it like, this is fucking matter what he meant. When you get into a position where you can have an impact, bro, I need to see more than just niggas crip walking on, at the Super Bowl. Like, that shit is dope. But what does it do long term for the niggas that are still out here hustling? I just watched the video on my fucking phone of how dangerous it is in L.A. And there's mad OGs in LA. Snoop, blah, blah, blah. Snoop and Dr. Dre, that was a whole West Coast takeover, right? You got niggas every day robbing people at gunpoint. Black, white, brown, doesn't matter. 
at gunpoint taking their shoes, taking their shit from the mall, taking their wow, whatever, whatever. Like, bro, where is? And obviously, I'm being a little facetious because this is like a macro issue. This is an economic issue. But like, there should be some type of leadership from niggas out west that have Snoop level clout, that have Dre level clout, that have fucking who else? E40 level clout, too short level clout. Where these guys, these young men that are that starving, are putting their freedom and their lives on on the line. To walk, to drive up to Rodale Drive in a stolen car and rob somebody who looked like them, who worked their ass off to become a motherfucking surgeon, and they're just shopping to buy some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying a lot, but I still feel like I'm not saying enough. But at the end of the day, though, my thing is, I'm not making excuses for wealthy niggas having, doing wealthy shit. Because... Also, after all of this, even after what you say, whatever you gonna say, you say it. This nigga Hov is still incubated with billions of dollars, not millions, billions. He's good. His family good. His children are safe. There's probably thirty armed niggas ready to shoot a uh, a squirrel that cross over the line in their yard the wrong way. But what are you gonna say in in response? I have a question. Ask. How long does it take to create substantial change? Who the fuck knows that? Who knows that? There's no answer to that question. How could you be so unsatisfied with Jay-Z's lack of substantial change if you never said how long it takes to create substantial change? I can absolutely be mad at that. That doesn't how, make any how, sense. How As a question, that doesn't make sense because yeah, there are... Hold up. Now you want to talk. I'm listening. There are things that happen and people that are put in positions of power where change happens immediately. And there's a shift immediately. When Hove got the position that he got to be like the curator of the Super Bowl. So you believe substantial change should happen immediately? No, 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 no. I said there are circumstances. This is not a black and white thing. There's plenty of nuance. Okay. So don't do that. Don't put words no, in my I'm mouth. Just, so I'm just curious because. Okay. So I said there are circumstances where people are elected or put into roles of power. And there are changes that happen immediately. Uh-huh. Now, if we're talking specifically sports right a nigga can one player can get traded to a team and in that same season that they got traded they win the championship by the end of the year happens all the time with my favorite player so we want to talk about results you want to talk about how long if you want to talk about in sports terms 10 months because i've seen it happen in sports you want to talk about it in terms of politics legislation we just gotta wait and see because Everyone is super excited about Katazi Brown Jackson, right? She's one of five Supreme uh, Supreme Court justices. Everything that they vote on federally, you know, that goes into law is based on a majority vote. So she can vote on something and very, like that's very well for us. But if the other, if two, if three other judges say nah, it doesn't get voted into law. It doesn't become a thing. You know what I'm saying? So even with that, to me. As dope of a fucking win as it, as it is, it's still very symbolic. Super symbolic. It's going to have an impact. It will have anybody who comes to her courtroom and they have to see some, a Supreme Court justice, somebody who's been locked up wrongfully, whatever, she'll eradicate every motherfucking nigga who ever been locked up for, for weed or for coke or whatever, whatever it is. 
If they ain't never pulled the trigger on a gun or stabbed a nigga with a knife or some type or kill nobody, I'm sure Supreme Court Justice Jackson will eradicate all of those charges. But in, when it comes to big shit, the book, the laws that are already on the books, all of that shit comes down to all five of these niggas being in the grants. The majority of these five niggas being in the grants. So her job is hindered. Just like the president. You have the House and you have Congress. These niggas all have to vote a majority vote for things to change. And I hear that. I want you to understand that the way that we change, the way that things are viewed is we keep getting more seats. And we got <clears> the first, <throat> we got, we see the first seat, now we get a second seat. And that's a- Are you talking about the Supreme Court? Itself. Yes. But I'm talking about the Supreme Court and I'm talking about everything. I'm yeah. talking about everything that we are showing them that we are despite what they believe we could be. So somebody like Jay-Z who comes from Marcy Housing Projects and- is a black billionaire that's formed two other black billionaires who would not have been exposed to us if it hadn't been for Jay-Z. 100%. Not the 9 end of that, by the way. I mentioned all I'm of that. I'm trying to tell you that you're missing the impact because you want substantial change to happen overnight. And you're so used to the change that you've seen in the substantial places, places that we've been able to get that you think that they should be able to do more faster. But we don't know how long substantial change takes because there was people in Malcolm I X's said that. I literally said that. Finish. There was people in, Mac in um, Malcolm X's and Martin Luther King Jr.'s time who said they wasn't doing enough. Didn't plenty. And we sit and we stand, we see them today and believe they did a whole lot. Absolutely. So they there's did. no way that we can know what the impact is going to be of what Jay-Z is doing. I'm grateful that he's where he's at and he's trying. Because that's one, it says that kids from Mousy, uh, Marcy Housing Projects, <laughs> Mousy. I swear to God, from Marcy Housing Projects, could, can be a billionaire. Facts. Do you know how that increases a, a kid's self-worth? When they know that somebody from where they're from is worth this much, but that's that's gonna be housing projects across the globe. I'm hit. So when you see, you have kids now no longer saying, "I just want to be an NFL player. I want to be an NFL owner." That's that's a that's a. New I don't know company. about that because there's only one owner of color and not black. But I I feel you. I feel you. It's got to prevent you with the fact the only person of color who owns any team is a nigga who owns the Carolina Panthers and he is not black. But go ahead. He's not black. He's an Indian nigga from India. He's very Indian. So maybe Indian niggas know that they could potentially own an NFL team, but not because, you know, we still we still self-segregate. Don't sit there and give me that look. We self-segregate right now. We go to the club tonight. To go shake our ass. You looking it up? I'm listening to you. <clears throat> well, look it up. I know what's what. There's one nigga, 32 teams, and one sand nigga as an owner. Yeah. But I feel what you're saying. I, I get I understand all of this, Bree. You're like, I'm being as realistic as, as I could be. You're coming, you always come at things from a hope lens and I don't do that. I come at it from a, where we're at right now and where I would like us to well, be. we have proof throughout history that small steps can make big changes. I never said they didn't. I also told you at the beginning when you asked me that question, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? I said Precisely. that it could take a so long time. You, but you sat here and you also said that Jay-Z's change should have been immediate. No, I said he should have did more. Because what he's did in terms of having the weekend, I had the same thing. 
Huh? When you say he should have did more, or his change should have been substantial, I hear the same He should have did more outside of the NFL, nigga. Like, who, to give, who gives a fuck about the NFL? And again, I also preface that shit by saying he took the meeting on behalf of Cap. That was the original purpose of that meeting. Cap, police brutality. And then he came out with an opportunity for him to make more money and for him to, to give artists an opportunity to make more money. Capitalist as fuck, which is fine because I want our artists to make just as much as the white artists, right? You're laughing, but it all makes sense. You're laughing, but it all makes sense. He took the fucking meeting on behalf of, okay, I'm going to take this meeting to talk about police brutality and how the NFL could do a better job of supporting communities of color to prevent more black and brown people from getting shot by the police. And he left the meeting being the curator of the Super Bowl. How the fuck does that help police brutality? You're over here laughing like it's a joke, nigga. It's not a joke. He went there for one thing and left for something that made him more money. So it looks like the fix was in. He went in there. He probably got a little rah-rah and then like, bang. He leaves and now all of a sudden he's the Super Bowl nigga? No. So what happened? Where's the money going? Well, that conversation only happened because he said no to that. What are you talking about? After Jay Z said no to the Super Bowl, he got to have a conversation about being. I don't want. I don't want to hear none of that because he's still making money from that. A year later, he was making money from that. I don't want to hear that. Like this is the shit that I be talking about. You're making excuses for this I nigga. I know. I'm not. That's a built-in excuse. I'm so not. he said no to, to performing at the Super Bowl, and then the following year, he curates all of them for the rest of his life as long as he lives. But the original reason for the meeting wasn't because he said no. It was because. He wanted the, the NFL to take more responsibility for making sure that police brutality and, and unarmed black folk did not get shot in our communities and that all the teams, all 32 NFL teams that exist in all the major cities where they're located in those 32 states, they have power to combat that because they work with the local PD. And instead of that happening, right, he came out, I right, now... Next year, the weekend's going to do the Super Bowl. This year, oh, so-and-so. And this year, I'm going to have Dr. Dre, and he's going to pick whoever he want, and niggas is going to trip walk. That's going to change everything because representation. Fuck out of here. Representation isn't the only thing. Once you have representation, nigga, there needs to be follow-up. There needs to be action steps. What happens after the white folks and the little black and brown kids see niggas crib walking? Then what? What may, What if you're... A seven-year-old boy growing up in fucking Watcher Compton, shut the fuck up. And you see niggas doing the dance that you've seen on the block at the Super Bowl. What does that tell you? That, that it, it could work the opposite way, too. You could go from wanting to be a nigga who wants to crip walk on Broadway to being a nigga who wants to be a crip because you've seen it at the Super Bowl. It's a catch-22. It can work either way. That's why I'm saying. When I say he needs to do more, nigga, it's because, yeah. I want to see you do more. I don't give a fuck about the school you and Beyonce got in Africa. What schools do you have here? The fact that Jalen Rose, LeBron James, and a whole bunch of other, like, raggedy, random, bum-ass NBA niggas got schools here. Why don't you have a school here? Why don't you have more efforts here? I don't give a fuck if you already have them that, and they exist. Why don't we hear about them? Why is it a secret? But why do you have to hear about them? Why is it a secret? Why is it a secret? Because any other thing that you do, we know about. We know about you buying more wet champagne. We know about you buying you know, title. You know we know about you all know the positive shit. Because that's public information. 
Public information. We're going to know. Jay Z owning a school is public information if he wants it to be. Fuck that. Stop that. Stop that. That's more excuses, nigga. If Kanye buys a school tomorrow, a Montessori school, you don't think we're gonna know about that? Of course so, we're gonna know. Let me ask you a question. If Jay Z went into the to the room and he said, "We're gonna do A, B, and C," and he wasn't informed in the room that he was entering, or matter whatever, he's going into the room. He's like, "We want A, B, and C," and they're like, "We'll give you C, D, and E." Is he wrong for taking C, D, and E, and not A, B, and C? We talk about integrity all the time on this podcast. All the time. Why is he taking C, D, and E if he wanted A, B, and C? Why? That's my first question. And then second, I'm putting it back on you. If he does take C, D, and E, or D, E, and F, and he wanted A, B, and C, or is, he, is he still your favorite rapper all the time? If you find out D, E, and F is some bullshit? When we all thought Cap got M's, like real good M's, from the NFL, when they racially discriminated against him and got him the fuck out of the league and everyone found out it was only 30 million measly fucking dollars when you got a nigga who got 22 motherfucking civil cases against him for rape and sexual assault right now who got 240 million guaranteed six years later after cap got pushed out but the nfl said we'll give you 30 million and we'll give these other niggas that still play for us we'll give them 100 million to start their own nonprofit so they can give it back to the little nigglets they give Cap $30 million, dog. You know what I'm saying? And so when I look at shit like that and I see a nigga like Sean Carter sitting next to the punk-ass commissioner who's sitting next to Sean Carter because he know who Sean Carter is. That's a clout. That's like an H, clout HP boost for him, right? His health points go up and all this shit. And then he says, you know, I think we're past kneeling. And then the next thing that comes out of his mouth is like action this, action that. But then the action is Super Bowl performers. What? And to keep it all the way a thousand with you, the weekend paid money out of his own pocket to make sure his shit happened. Hove had nothing to do with that. Am I wrong, Thompson? No. How much did he spend? Seven million? Did he record it? Huh? Did he record it? Did who record it? The weekend. The NFL recorded it. It was nigga, it was public knowledge. And this is why we got to pay attention to more. I'm asking you, did he pay for his own recording company? What are you talking about? His own recording company? He paid $7 million out of his own money to make sure his performance happened because the NFL wasn't trying to cough up no bread. No more bread. So he said, you know what? Fuck it. I want to do it my way. I'm going to spend my own bread. No one else helped him with that. The NFL said, nah, nigga, we're capping you off at this. Hove didn't step in and say, no, 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 no. You got to give it to him or you don't have a halftime show. He didn't say nothing. He wasn't in that room to know that. If Hove did it, it would have happened. Same shit. Hove did it for Dr. Dre, nigga. Yeah. Deep exhale side. No. Dr. Dre, they were like, yo, we need this. We want this to happen in our performance and we want this amount of money. They were like, we'll give you the money, but you can't have the niggas out of crib walking. You don't know how that... Bree, we you say that shit all the time, my nigga, and that shit is weak. It's weak sauce because it's public knowledge. Dr. Dre was going to walk away. Dr. Dre and Snoop said, we want to do our performance like this. The motherfuckers from the NFL came in. Commissioner Goodell was like, there's no way y'all doing that on, on, on the on the halftime. There's no way. And it's like, all right, well, if you don't let us do the performance the way we want and you don't give us the money that we want, we're walking away. 
because I think Dre got eight million and he divvied it up amongst the artists and all of the fucking dances and stuff. And Hove stepped in and was like, "You're gonna give them that money. Like this is the artist. He's bringing five other artists. You're getting them for really cheap. They're gonna be performing at the halftime show." And guess what? Roger Goodell said. He said, "I right, bet. Whatever. Wrote the check." You know what I'm saying? But two years before, when The weekend had to come out of pocket for $7 million, it didn't happen. So I need you to go back and do some research, my nigga, because you're lacking so, so in a lot of this shit. I, what's, what's most interesting is you're going on public opinion of what must have happened. I'm not. How do you, how do you know I'm going that off of facts. Who told you that? Who told me what? That That's what happened to the book. The articles that I read. It's not public opinion. These are reporters who are not no, supposed no. to... You know, reporters, reporters do not. The reporters, especially niggas that are coming from fucking uh, CNN and Young Turks, and they're not reporting what they feel on the numbers, nigga. Maybe on what was said in the room, but on the numbers. Reporters report on what the closest source to them has told them. And most of the time, they're in the room to hear from the actual source. If a nigga's in the... How many times have they been wrong? How many times have meteorologists been wrong, nigga? Like, what are we talking I about? I my faith in meteorologists. That's why I bring a coat everywhere I go. Nah, that's cap. But I feel Check you. Check my car. Huh? Check my car. I need to do all that. But when it comes from... <laughs> when it comes from tangible news outlets, media outlets that I trust, that anybody trusts, that you fucking trust, I'm going to sit there and say that this is false. So you're sitting there telling me when CNN says Dr. Dre almost didn't perform at the halftime Super Bowl at the Super Bowl halftime show because uh, they wouldn't let him do the performance the way that he wanted. I'm supposed to not believe CNN. I'm not like if it's Hip Hop DX and only Hip Hop DX, I agree with you. If it's only TMZ and only TMZ, I agree with you. But when it's CNN, if it's Fox News, if it's Hip Hop DX and it's all of these other outlets, guess what? Guess what's got to be true if they're all reporting the same information? And then if Dr. Dre goes and do does you know, an interview... Do you know that very same perception is how they normalized things like Jim Crow? How? Because if so many people are saying it, it must be true. No, nigga. That's not... No. Like, so many white people. Like, that's not... You, you're, you're like... You're like... You're reaching, and it's not... not you, let's just stop. Because you're reaching right now, and I don't like Am it. I? You're reaching. Jim Crow... In a in a in an era, you're talking about Jim Crow in an era where there was no black media at all, besides disc jockeys. Legit, there was no newspapers for us. When, when media there was none of that. Became media. Yes. A lot of the media was based on a portrayal of us that we did not have control. Because we had no, I, like I said, because there was no black folk in the media, so we had disc jockeys. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. Did we have our own newspapers in 1955? And if so, how many people read it? 500? The people in that town? Do we have the national reach that we have now? Come on, Bree. What are you talking about? Before those first few steps is what I'm trying to tell you. Now, the, the change that we see today didn't happen overnight. It happened gradually. And you're talking like you're mad about Jay-Z not making this substantial game. I'm always mad at Jay-Z. I'm always mad at Jay-Z. He should be able to have attained. And it's like, how do you know that your your perception of where he should be is actually realistic? Because you're you're over here speculating from what you heard about the, the biggest news sources about what must have happened in the rooms that he was in. And you don't actually know. So you're making an assumption based on your opinion. That's how you feel about it. That's your feelings about it. I'm not talking about feelings. No, that's not what I'm doing. 
If I read something in the news, my nigga, that comes straight from the horse's mouth based on conversations that were quoted, that's not me speculating. That's not my opinion. That's the shit that you don't get. You keep going back to speculation and all that. I'm not speculating nothing. If you put it in quotes, Jay-Z will sue every one of these niggas for libel if they're misquoting him. You know that. So do better, nigga. Like, stop fishing with that bullshit. What are you talking about? So Jay-Z said that I sat in the room and fought for them to be on the halftime show. Jay-Z said, you're going to let... Like, he's... You have a paraphrasing. Direct you have a direct quote. You can look it up, Bree. It's not my responsibility to quote you to, to educate you on this shit, I'm, right? I'm just trying to figure out. If you I, need to look it I up. I need to know where you got it from so that I know. You need to look it up. So tell me. Look up Dr. Dre Super Bowl, and then look up all the articles that come up the top twenty on Google. Uh-huh. Sift through all of them. One of them's gonna have the whole shit in there. But you and saying, all of the hip hop platforms like, you have like, it for at sure. First you started saying this. Like it was a quote from a person who was close to them. And now you're saying it's a direct quote from Jay-Z. So I never did that. You're moving the goalposts. I'm, I'm not going to understand. Am I wrong? Did that not just happen? Kool ain't paying attention. No, I've been paying attention. Did you that told not me just to shush. I did. Said, yeah, you told me to shush. So I did. All I did was listen. I did. So you talk about moving the goalposts. You are, nigga. We have this, like... I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for more, and I appreciate the fact that you're striving for more. We should achieve more. I you don't that. watch what I watch, and you don't pay attention to the that. things in pop culture I that, that I pay but attention to. What I'm to. saying is, we have to be careful of. I don't have to do judging. anything but be black and bad, nigga. I really don't. Stop telling people what they have to be. Other people can be careful. I'm not being careful. I'm gonna come at whoever whenever I see fit. Like if a nigga ain't doing enough, male or female, I'm gonna call him out. Right? I'm not going to give a nigga a round of applause and give him a pat on the back because he's curating the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, no, nigga, do more. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck that. Straight up. I mean, okay. Okay. If you want to give that nigga like- your favorite rapper, because you're not biased at all, you want to give that nigga all the props for curating the halftime show now? Go ahead. Good for you. But I'm not doing I'm that. I'm not giving him all the props. I just think that it's very hard for us... For us to it's judge. not very hard. You make it hard because you want you want all of the data and all of the nigga. Fuck all of that. If 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 I, if you look up the shit he's that breaking I'm breaking barriers simply for the fact that you just said there's no data for that. If he's the first billionaire, we don't know what what. If he's the first rap billionaire who's who's made it out of saying that he's selling drugs and all this second, stuff, but he's yes, second to Dr. Dre, but he got more money than Dr. Dre, correct? He's second and, to Kanye, and and and. and Dre's deal was a combination of royalties and certain so things. So is it hoes. It, it so is hoes. It's not okay. off music. All right. <laughs> now so, you're about to lose that again because no. it's not off of music, nigga. It's not off of all music. If we're going to sit here and talk about what black billionaires look like, we don't really know because we've had our first few very recently in terms of how people view us. People just found out about um, Mensa Musa. They didn't know that that was a real person. You understand what I'm saying? And now all we had was him and nobody else. Oprah, but okay. They're in the same generation, if you ask me. No, they're not. One nigga was one nigga was BC and the other nigga is AD, but same generation. In terms of (laughs) what do we say? Yo, we're rapping, dog. You're wilding. You said you brought up Mensa. This is a prehistoric king who ruled an empire. 
before Christ was born, and you said him and Oprah are in the same fucking generation. I'm, I'm done. Not, no, I'm done. Not what I said, I said her and Jay Z are in the same category. No, after I, I said Oprah, but okay, and then you said they're in the same category. You never differentiated was, between men. I'm telling you what I was referencing. I was now you are. Jay-Z. Okay, cool. But either way, we're rapping. Um, <laughs> cool. Last thoughts. Wrap it up, nigga. No, nothing to wrap, wrap up. Wrap yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I've touched up on every subject possible on that. That so. was the last topic anyway. I, I, Sign off, nigga. Stop being weird. It's your final shirt. Stop being weird to me. I'm about to put you on the counter. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm about to scoop you up and put you on the counter. And I'm about to beat the motherfucking brakes <laughs> off you, nigga. Go ahead. You already know what it is. Pre-game podcast. You already know. We here. We live. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell the loudest person they know about the pregame podcast. Because they're going to talk about it regardless, right? Mm -hmm. The loudest person you know is going to talk about the pregame podcast. So you might as well tell them whether you agree with it or disagree. Mm, That part. I'm just... Saying we should share good things to bring us up, so share. That's it. I know you heard that episode two sixty two, I believe. Two sixty two of the pregame. Wale, DJ Incredible, aka Red Velvet, Bree Bree, aka Bristol Soldier, Bree speaks, Bree Bree with the shoulders, and I am Wale, aka Water Stand Up. We love y'all. Until next episode. Peace, and of course, I cannot forget the motherfucking hair grease, not the chicken grease, because Thompson's dumb. Bye!